Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash drink. That's helixsleep.com slash drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hello, everybody, and welcome to, I guess this is the intermission of your maternity leave, Christine. I just came to do that. I'm going to go. Christine Christine is still on maternity leave just before people get super soaked that Christine's officially back. But we, Christine (laughs) did make it a priority and said, no matter what, I want to be on the Christmas episode. So Christine here for just a moment, and then we will get back to our... uh, New programming with the other Schieffer as co-host. I, I know. See, this is the thing. I knew I'd be replaced. And so at a certain <laughs> point, I thought to myself, I have to force my way back in about halfway no. through to remind everybody that I'm still here. You did it pretty, pretty deliciously. And also, I want to let you know that it hasn't come out yet. So uh, there's no way you would know this. But we just recorded last night the listeners episode for December. And oh, Allison, yeah. without being prompted, took over your Christmas time is here song. So. <gasps> Oh, I could cry. I'm so proud. <laughs> she did it in as high a pitched voice as you do it as God, well. That so. makes me so happy. Well, I will say, because the only one that's out right now is the first one with you and Eva. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so fun. I listened to it uh, yesterday and today, and I was like, I got like really emotional at the beginning. You guys were chatting. <laughs> it made me miss you. And then you guys are so funny. And I was like, oh, oh. shit. I'm going to get replaced for real. Like, I used to joke about it, and now I'm like, I think I'm done. I think I'm getting kicked out. At some point, I'll find a way to um, remove myself for three months or so, and you can just do whatever you want with the show at that point. You'll have have your moment. I'm going to sabotage you somehow. I don't know how, but I'll work on it. I literally tried bringing on your college roommate, your brother, Eva, (laughs) everyone. It's not working. You're still wanted. So I. (laughs) At least I'm still forcing myself back into the show. So. No, I'm glad you're here for the Christmas episode you're totally right it would have been super weird without you also it's very belated but and it hasn't even come out yet but I know we're gonna get comments not a once during any time during Thanksgiving did I have whichever guest host was on do the kill the turkey Uh, song see people have unread it apparently Alexander was like so uh just like a side note this was literally like the week after I gave birth he's like people are estimating that you'll be back in time to sing the pass the turkey song or yeah pass the cranberry sauce song 
He's like, should I tell them not to get their robes? Because you're not going to be back within like the next couple weeks. And I was hey, like, hey, do you, I know Oops. it's a it's a month late, but do you want to give it a whirl? Oh hell yeah! Because while we're recording this, it's like about to be. It's literally a week from Thanksgiving today. For us, it's it's turkey season. It's upcoming. Yeah, it is. It is very timely. Oh my god. Okay. Who is okay, ready? Practiced. I'm so deprived. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Give me a minute. Okay. You know what I have to do first. You have to drink wine. <laughs> I'm so excited. I missed it. I missed cork in your teeth like you're a little pirate. <laughs> oh, there it is, the sloshing in the glass. Oh. It's been a long nine months for all of us. It's been a long nine slash You honestly months. have no idea, Christine, what it's been like for me. It's I been a lot. Okay? And I keep meaning to ask, but I don't want to, like, you know, give you any sort of emotional trouble. So I just <laughs> let you be. <laughs> all right, do a little, a little sippy and then we'll kill the turkey. <sighs> okay. Blaze is downstairs feeding the baby, so I'm good to go. Ooh. And mama's feeding herself. Okay, that's right. <laughs> oh, I've got Krampus here, by the Yay! way. Oh. And I've got a stupid bow on my head. There's two little demons that I get to look at for the next hour. All right. Pass. The cranberry sauce. Where? Having mashed potatoes. Ooh. The turkey looks great. Thank you for loving me thank you for being there everyone's thinking the whole world's thinking you for thinking us <laughs> for thinking you kill the turkey, turkey. <laughs> christine this is the first time you've been here since you've had a literal baby so oh god yeah. i haven't given anyone much of an update i gave one in in the first episode where I just said you had some complications, I gave the name of the baby, but I kind of went and it's not my place to go further than Aww. that. So is there people I'm sure would like to hear your piping hot take of my what it's goss. what it's like to have a baby and how it has been to have a baby? Well, I'm thank you for asking. I'm really tired, um, which, you know, it's par for the course, I hear. I was dying laughing because in the episode you recorded with Eva, you were like, yeah, Christine says like she hasn't lost much sleep yet. And I'm like, what the hell was wrong with me back then? <laughs> like, I, I miss those days because I definitely am not sleeping now. What is the, ver what is, to someone who has not had a baby, but a, who has had a lot of sleep deprivation, <laughs> what, to what level sleep deprivation is it for people who don't actually know what they're getting themselves into? Like, I mean, I think it depends on the baby. I'm very lucky. I feel like she's better than than my sister was when she was a baby she mm. had colic and she was just no offense a nightmare um <laughs> like she screamed for if she was she didn't sleep in her own bed till she was seven like Ooh. it was just a nightmare but um she's probably just scared of you but okay i mean well yeah i was like, colicky and, or just ooh. living with the shifter <laughs> just, you like, know looking at the shifter every day <laughs> yeah so i feel like i'm very lucky but that being said she still wakes up like last night she woke up almost every hour and a half to eat and then it takes her like forever like 45 minutes to an hour to eat and then sometimes she won't go back to sleep so within like a period of like 12 hours I'll get like four and a half to six hours of sleep but like really interrupted so I never get like a long stretch you're just like at any moment gonna really be labeled as unhinged I think. yes you I'm could very just, unhinged Thank you could you. just yeah. snap at any moment oh 100% <laughs> like you're luckier across the country from me this ah! is just a virtual meeting <laughs> Great. Well, and and what else has it been? What's it have have your maternal instincts kicked in? Are you thinking things you've never thought before or feeling things you've never thought before? Do you have mom superpowers yet? No, I just feel pretty damn normal. I'm just back to drinking wine, hanging out. 
You just got a, a you just got a whole other like thing to take care of all the I time. I did have like really bad nightmares for a few weeks there. Um, which I don't know if that was just the hormones or what, but like really bad, brutal, violent, horrific nightmares. So it could have been the sleep deprivation plus the hormones. I don't know. So that was fun, but that's kind of died down a little bit. So I had to stop watching Law and Order for a while, SVU, because it was just like poisoning my brain, especially when I was not sleeping. Sure. But other than that, I don't know. I just, I miss you guys. I, I feel like every day I lose so much time because I... I'm trying to sleep for 12 hours straight, and then by the time I'm up, I don't know. I just feel like I don't have any time. Like, I feel like I'm attached to a bait. It's it's great. Okay, I love her more than anything, but... I mean, I you like, don't have you don't have to sugarcoat it for me. It's a baby, you know? I know. I feel like I'm just attached to her <laughs> Just all the time, a little which... raisin that cries. Yeah. By the time this comes out, she'll be much, not much older, but like, I don't know, twice her age or something that she is now. So I don't know what the future holds, but right now she's six weeks old as we record this, so... And is, does, I mean, you're talking to like, we should start a spinoff podcast where you just explain things to me because I have, no idea how, <laughs> I have no idea how children work. But I don't like, either, to be honest with you. Uh, what, so is there a milestone that happens by six weeks? I was like anything, no offense. I know she's like the love of your life and you would just jump in front of 10,000 buses for her. But like, yeah. is there anything interesting about her yet? Like, can she do, can she smile? She started smiling, um, and it's just the greatest thing ever um, because, like, in the middle of the night when you're just like, I am about to cry because all I want to do is sleep, and she won't sleep. And then she'll just, like, start smiling and giggling, and it's like, okay, I guess I love you. Like you're, she, you're She's laughing at the torture she's giving yeah, you. Yeah, she thinks it's very funny. <laughs> um, but so she starts laughing in her sleep now, so sometimes she'll fall asleep, and she'll start, like, full-on cackling, like, giggling. <gasps> That's precious. In her bassinet in like a cute, not creepy way yet. I'm sure when she's a little older, it'll be creepy. <laughs> but she just kind of like giggles and she smiles back at us now, which is very cute. Um, but that's about it. Otherwise, she's not very interesting. Um, she likes to, you know, stare at things with giant mm. eyes. She yeah. has, she does, she's really mastered the like freaked out face. Yeah, like, she lo- everyone th- everyone comments. Oh, M just told her a ghost story. That's what her face looks like. <laughs> I hadn't heard <laughs> Which that is before. Pretty spot on. <laughs> it's, no, it's Funkle M teaching her the horrors of lemon, and she. Goes, <laughs> <laughs> no, why did you bring me onto this earth? Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Well, I'm happy you're doing well. I've, I'm. I'm sorry. I feel like I really took the reins and like forced you off of the show. But I had a hunch you'd be no, a little sleepy and. I felt bad that we didn't announce it ever, but like I was so not, I was just not prepared. I don't know. I, I, I don't think I either of us were prepared, but what's new, no, you know? No, we so. tried to be and it didn't work. Em was more prepared than I was. Not shocking at all. I don't know about that. I think we, we really did try to record enough episodes that no one would even know you were gone. But yeah. realistically, I think that would have actually not worked out at all because we would have been so far ahead. We would like... I don't know. We would do something stupid like predict 2020 would be our year again, you know, like so. <laughs> we would have. Yeah, you're right. That didn't work out well for us last time. Oh, uh, well, anyway, I'm glad you're here. I since it is Christmas, obviously, as you can tell, um, <laughs> but I, I have a little a very little. Please don't get your hopes up present uh, for <gasps> Christmas. OK. Um, and I don't mean to discredit it. Because um, one of our listeners uh, helped me with this. But, and I say little because I was expecting like something really like holy crap about it. And I, I was, it was kind of a, a neutral shock, which in itself was a shock. But one of our listeners wrote into Tea Time Tuesday 
and said that her friend matched with a certain someone. Shut up. On Tinder. And Shut his up. name rhymes with Schmegelschmites. Oh my God. And so I reached out and I said, I absolutely 100% need you to get your friend to screenshot what that profile looks like. Yeah, like so, you're like paying the paparazzi at this point. You're like, I will give you $600 <laughs> to get the scoop. So I wanted to give them a shout out. This is from Alyssa. I, I said I'd, I'd give them a shout out for helping me. So thank you, wow. Alyssa, for being a part of this. But I thought a, a very quick last minute Christmas gift to you would be I'm going to send you the screenshots of Bagel Bites' Tinder profile. Uh, holy shit, you have the screenshot? Okay, hang on. This is just so life changing. I'm sending it to you right now. Does Eva in, know about um, this? I don't know, but I'm sending it to Geo's trio, so everyone's going to have it. Excellent, because I, I am curious if she's like, wait, what? And so I was expecting it to be like bananas, but I'm kind of shocked that it's actually a pretty neutral profile. I think he's trying to not scare people away, but I thought you would still... Oh, the, my God. The gift is that you now, in case you were ever wondering, why haven't I matched with him besides being married and having a baby? I have wondered. I have wondered a lot. Well, now you know what you're missing out on. God. Okay. Do you know that this photo of him sitting in front of like a, in a leather chair in front of a bunch of books looks like the photos you and I took at that one photo shoot with Geo <laughs> in the chair? Like we could Wait, probably match those up. Somebody please Photoshop us behind Zach in his chair, just like how well, Geo was sitting in uh, the chair. Do people have access to these photos? I feel like they're like... I don't know if it's legal for us to show yeah, it. Yeah, I feel Is like it? we can't necessarily... I don't know. I mean, it's a picture that everyone has seen online. Like, he didn't... It's not an original from well, his... Well, sure. It's not fresh off his it's phone. It's not a dick pic or anything like that. Shockingly. But... Shockingly. Uh, yeah, and his... his uh, Oh, are you going to read you, the bio? I was going to say, would you like me to dramatically read yeah. it for you? Okay. Please. So... Obviously, he's verified on Tinder, which is an, and the friend was in Vegas when she matched. So I didn't know you could be verified on Tinder. Fun fact: I'm verified on Bumble BFF. What? Mm-hmm. How? I don't. Honestly, I cannot give you that answer. It's the same way that I'm verified on everything else. Fuck. I don't know. It just so happens. this is just another platform where I'm going to whine <laughs> about not being verified. Excellent. Everyone get uh, monogamous married Christine uh, verified on <laughs> Tinder, please. Okay. Zach, 44, verified. <laughs> verified. <laughs> um, he would say this, okay? Yes. TV show host at Discovery Plus. <laughs> straight (laughs) (laughs) Uh, if anyone ever wants to like blackmail m you can just get that like straight and be like (laughs) at at which point i would be like i need answers like you know (laughs) okay three miles away was zach at this moment wow these are the little uh toggles he selected for himself dog lover travel (laughs) movies spirituality board games which, I like, like that spirituality is like the way he would say it on his tv show okay but he's so would he He'd would 100 like, i feel like i've heard him say the word reality before and he goes reality yeah or he something. has to emphasize every letter anyway this is the actual bio very short direct <laughs> i like <laughs> i like foggy days fast cars <laughs> and funny? ghost stories Ghost emoji. Foggy days. What the fuck? Okay, but I too like a good foggy day. I know, but it sounds like like, something I said in eighth grade when I was trying to be emo, you know? If we were to really construct 
if we were to build out a dating profile, there's a lot of things you could lead with before foggy days, you know? Right. Like, right. I like hiking. I, oh, I don't. Oh, my God. I was wow. Like, wow. So, so you're many straight sound... and you like hiking. This is like the most <laughs> Pretty soon there's just going to be a picture of me with like a bass and I'm just going to be holding <laughs> <With> it. <fish? laughs> <laughs> but like there's so many things before foggy days i think like at least i have friends something you know at least i have friends <laughs> i don't wow i like foggy days fast cars which i didn't know about him and ghost stories ghost emoji tv show host slash producer and own an award-winning museum instagram real zach bagans oh my god i own an award-winning museum i mean he's not wrong i mean he's that's true and that is impressive i mean He's a, bi- he's a businessman, you know? He's- he is a foggy-loving businessman. Well, he's- I'm not surprised by the fast cars because I've seen clips where he's driving around and he's always in these, like, really fancy cars. I don't know what they are, but... I'm not surprised. I, I, I do feel like I learned something new. Everything else I was pretty sure about. So. The foggy days <laughs> in the cars. You're right. Uh, yeah. Dog lover? I, I guess I... Did I he know has that? a dog. He has he does a dog. Have a dog. You're right. I didn't know he liked board games. You and him at, could actually really get along on a Hang date. Hang on. Game. That's exact. I also like spirituality, so I feel like we could get along in that regard <laughs> Who could as well. Forget? Who couldn't <laughs> appreciate a good spirituality? I can't so, believe that you did this. This is the best gift ever. Anyway, Merry Quick Christmas, because we planned on recording like it was kind of a sporadic recording moment. And I was like, I know exactly what I'm going to give. Um, I'm like actually crying. I think I've like become a real mess with this. (laughs) It's just that's the nicest thing ever. It's such a fun and silly idea. I love that you have such an emotional personality. You know, (laughs) thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's award winning. (laughs) All right. I guess we should do our usual. What do you drink and why do you drink? And let's get into our stories. For a second, I thought that was your story, and I was like, "Wow, that was <laughs> epic." It's not a ghost story, but it's it's a man among Haunting. other a man among men. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Oh. Okay. Well, thank you for asking. I'm drinking a wine that I think that came in, um, in my bright cellars uh box, or I don't remember where I got it, but um, I don't know what it is, but it's in French, so mm. so that's fun. Um, and it looks kind of spooky. And I'm drinking because, M. oh, my God, I have a, an update, a haunted update for you. <gasps> and I'm, like, scared to talk about it because it really, really scared the absolute shit out of me. Is it all of these nightmares? Because I feel like what happened was you opened an immortal portal. And now <laughs> once you opened your immortal portal and had a baby, <laughs> now there's, like, I feel like all those nightmares were, like, something awakening. You know? Yeah, I felt really off for a while there. Hello, Gio. Um because uh, he's home from daycare and about to cause a ruckus <laughs> because I was really like not in my right mind for obvious reasons. And I was like, God, I am off my rocker. I'm awake at 3am every night because of the baby. Like I was just in a bad, weird headspace. But so finally I was like, I'm back. I feel more normal. I feel back to myself a little bit. And the other day, Blaze's family was in town, um, which was awesome because they were, you know, helping with the baby and everything. And I was upstairs um, writing some thank you notes, I think. Um, And I was sitting there writing some thank you notes. Like everybody was downstairs across the house in the living room. And I'm sitting there. I'm not fucking kidding with you. I'm not kidding with you. I'm so scared. I was sitting there in silence, just writing my thank you notes. And I hear, Daddy. And I went, see ya. I literally, my my first thought was, oh, it must be a toy, like a 
a talking like doll or something like a toy because it sounded like a little girl and so my brain went there and then i thought wait like i don't a i'm not any we we're not in like the baby's room second of all she doesn't have talking toys or anything like that she also doesn't have like a working uh skill set of the english language mouth yeah exactly (laughs) exactly and so i just sat there in like total silence for a minute looked around and i was like that was not it wasn't a whisper it wasn't like in my head it was just in the room probably four feet from me in this empty ass room right in front of me i just heard daddy why are you getting called daddy is the weird thing i it don't should, know should have been mommy which is even worse yeah i kind of appreciate that it's daddy because at least you know they weren't trying to talk to you like at least uh, that's like- true it 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 almost i didn't feel like it was like talking to me it just sort of felt like i was like in the way while it was talking to somebody i don't know like it, it was, was a, like it was like a memory that replayed or something yeah or it or yeah exactly or like it was not addressing me it was addressing somebody else i i don't know but i was totally flipped out because i have i don't know i've been in this house for over a year now i've never had anything that weird happen um and it sounds so dumb because like i can't follow it up with like and then i found a note in the wall that said daddy you know <laughs> I, like, I don't and know then what else daddy to came Oh, and then daddy walked in. Yeah. <laughs> you know what would be weird? Did Blaze walk in right after no, that? No, so Blaze was upstairs and I went to tell him and he was like, oh, I'm sorry that happened to you. And I was like, what the fuck? Nobody. And then I told Blaze's parents and they were like, oh, it must have been the TV. And I was like, were you watching TV? And they were like, no. And I was like, well. Why would you go to any Lampagnale and expect? <laughs> I know. You're That's... right. But I couldn't tell you because I knew we were recording in a few days and I was like, got to save this. But it was like my heart was pounding so fast because I was just in an empty room where a, a literal child had just yelled across the room. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know and, I have a lot of opinions. And I wasn't sleep deprived at that point because they had been there for six days and had been watching the baby. So I had actually slept. So I wasn't like totally exhausted. I wasn't like hallucinating. I don't know. So what's well, your theory? Sorry. Oh, a lot of them. First of all, super creepy. But what if one ghost was saying daddy because another ghost was in the room who was daddy that's what i was feeling that's what i was afraid of that it was like addressing something else that i was not aware of (laughs) or uh what i mean hey like don't they say like the second you have a baby like things just get spiritually crazy because there's just like fresh new energy and new life and all that and yes and it was by the way it was in that hallway where a, those creepy church stairs are, but also it was the doorway to the nursery, which I didn't love. And I was like, LOL. Shit. Uh, <clears throat> it's the couch where you slept on, right, when you visited. I was sitting there, and to my right, where that nursery is, that's where I, like, he- heard it. <laughs> no, thanks. No, thanks. Also, I would like to think it's, like, a cool situation. Remember when we covered the Conjuring house, and they were actually seeing ghosts from the past who were looking at them in the oh, future yeah 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 yeah. it yeah. would be cool if it was like future leona yeah and what you if heard it was her, her calling blaze oh and not me even though i'm in the room thanks a lot <laughs> <laughs> it's possible what you didn't hear was actually the first sense of move mom and now it's yeah. daddy <laughs> mom i'm not talking to you get out of the way yeah but um, i i'd like to yeah. think it would be just future leona and you heard some weird wormhole that's but it cu- could- that's cute i'll take that but it could be not that. It also, didn't so. feel. It felt terrifying, but it didn't feel like evil. Like it didn't feel like there's a demon in the room. It just felt like, oh shit. That's how I it starts. I need to leave now. 
And I literally You never know if it's Gio. a little girl or a little demon. I know. And that was where my head went. And then I called Gio to the room and I was like screaming at him. I was like, Gio, come here right now. And he like walked in and looked at me and I was like, sit with me. And he was like, okay. Like he didn't know what was going on. And I was so, I was, Emma, I was actually very fucking scared. I don't like that. So I haven't hung out in there since. Um, hmm. Anyway, but that's oh, my that's update. Nice. Why do you drink, Emma? Uh, I drink because of what I drink. Um, before when we started recording, I was supposed to get a peanut butter chocolate banana smoothie and what arrived to my door was a mango, a mango, a medium mango, a go-go for Kiana Martin. So if you're (gasps) Kiana, um, you have my chocolate peanut butter smoothie and I'm real upset about it. I don't know if it's worse to be expecting chocolate and get fruit or be expecting fruit and get like chocolate peanut butter. I know. Clearly, Actually, your, yours is worse. Yours is worse. <laughs> I I really didn't want something as tart. And every time I order a a smoothie, this was the first time I was like also good about it because I'm always like I'm gonna try something new. And every time I'm disappointed, it's like why don't I just stick with the chocolate peanut butter thing I like? And then I finally ordered it, and now oh, I don't have no, it. Oh no, the universe <laughs> so. is like nope, not today. Uh, anyway, that's why I drink. I'm so sorry. Um, sorry for the super long intro, everyone. But uh, look, y'all haven't heard from Christine for a long time. I'm sorry. Time. I know. I, I derailed as well. But I am I miss you, Em, and I miss everybody. I miss you, and I'm about to make matters worse. And I'm sorry if you didn't like the tangents or the extra conversation. But you're about to get one last big chunk from us because, wow, we have something to talk about, Christine. What is it? I feel like we have – what is it? Which one? <laughs> Are we allowed to now? Oh my God, we're allowed to announce that by now, by the time this comes out. And if not, we cut it. (laughs) (laughs) Em is, by the way, in case you're wondering and you're not watching this on YouTube, like most people aren't, Em is wearing literal tinsel, like wrapped around their shoulders, (laughs) like a giant over lengthened scarf. Darling. Yeah. But like way too long, like awkwardly long. So (laughs) it's It's, flapping around. (laughs) Every now and then I just throw it on a different shoulder. And so every time Em kind of complains a little bit, it's just like. (laughs) Dangle, dangle, dangle. (laughs) There's just like this like sparkliness about them that it's hard to take you seriously. There's a little va-va-voom to to this episode. There's tinsel in your mouth and a lot of va-va-voom. Anyway. Would you like to officially verbally announce the news oh my gosh y'all we wrote a book <laughs> that's it's so, so silly stupid. That's sometimes so em and i text each other like did we really do that is that real yes and that is how i know that we were in quarantine for way too long because yes i don't even read books and i wrote a fucking book <laughs> i know emma's <laughs> like when we agreed to do this em was like i hope you understand i'm not happy about this decision <laughs> <laughs> i even when we started meeting with our publisher and everything we i was like who luckily listened to the show, so it didn't take a lot of convincing, but I was like, I actively say I don't like reading, so this is going to be real confusing for people. So I if- was in the fucking meeting with a publisher being like, by the way, I hate reading books, so I just want that to be very clear before we start this process. I would rather be up front. And I was like, look, the only way I would read a book is if it were in like bite-sized chunks, so you yeah. have to be on board that that is how this is going to be written. Yeah. Yep. Which like, I think it went fine. It went it great. It did. And M, you for somebody who does not read or like write books on the regular, um, you're a, a an excellent writer. I feel like I tell people this all the time. I'm like, What? You haven't told me you, this. You give yourself no credit. Yes, I have, because when you wrote like your little any sort of like bio or intro or whatever, I'm always just like, Holy shit, like you're 
you're a very good writer, and I feel like <gasps> you don't you sell yourself short. What else is new? Thank you. I it's did true. not know that. No, you really are. And so it's really fun, guys. And it's like, yeah, like Em said, we made sure to make it M legible, so it's like chunks. <laughs> I want to read it, and therefore, there's nobody on earth who it's cannot. Like interactive, read it. sort yeah. of. We tried, we tried, and I'm sure we've got a lot more that we can talk about when. Should you're we say back the on. name of it? You say sure. It. Oh, damn. Um, oh, you want me to say it? It's a haunted road atlas, is what uh-huh. it's called, okay. and it's in different cities. We just wrote a, a couple little blurbs of different stories that we like from those areas. And we did ice cream recommendations and bar recommendations. And obviously I love my roadside attractions. So I inserted that whether or not people wanted it. And I, at the very end, there's like different things you can do there while you're also checking out the spooky sites. And Oh, and we wrote a, um, a true crime and a haunted story for the, you might've already said that for every city. So like Mm -hmm. M covered their favorite ghost story i covered my favorite crime and a lot of them are new like some of them are from episodes but i think most of them are new stories that we've never covered yeah and, and there's um, qr codes in there so if yeah. we have if we make a reference to an old episode you can just scan the book itself and go straight to the episode so in theory if you were to be carrying this book around in a car while you're traveling to these locations you can also listen to those episodes on the way oh, and it's illustrated we have this great illustrator who did such a good job and it's just super cute. There are little avatars are in there. I'm sure you're going to hear us talk about it a lot when Christine gets back. Because now we can finally talk about what we've been doing for the last year. Oh, and my gosh. I think we're both trying to be very conservative because we already covered so much ground. And this it's yeah. probably already been like 45 minutes of talking. If anybody had a right to use a ghost writer, it was two people who thought who, who could say, like, we used a ghost writer. Right. Uh-huh. But we actually fucking wrote the book. Oh, we actually wrote it. Poor <laughs> My poor family and Deirdre, for those who remember when, like, COVID, when, we, like, the first time I really traveled was in the Bahamas. Right. That was bad. That was rough for you. I hadn't seen my family or Deirdre in literally a year and a half, and half of the vacation I was writing like, the rest up. of the book. Yeah. Like, I was up until the wee hours of the morning, and then I would sleep for, like, a half an hour, and then wake up and try to have a good day before I started writing again at night. And then because huh, I wasn't sleeping and also I was now surrounded by people again, I got a wicked cold. So yeah, I, you it got was sick. Anyway, so we did actually write it. We wrote it. Unless you oh, and hated it, comes it, out it in May, and, by the way, it's yeah, not it out yet. Out, it comes out May 10th and we say we wrote it, but if you hate it, we didn't write it at all. Not a, we, we had a ghostwriter entirely 100%. named Walt. Yep. We just found out about the book just like you did. So um, <laughs> anyway, there's that. I'm sure we'll talk about the book a million times over, but I wanted to let everyone know that we can officially talk about it. Oh, and I'm so excited. It's been forever because I we started writing it a long time ago. It feels they're, like a long time ago. <laughs> they're they're not kidding when they say that books take forever to to complete. What a process. Shopping for humans is hard, but shopping for your dog is easy thanks to Bark. Every month, they deliver toys and treats just for your pup because they deserve to be spoiled. At Bark, they send your dog a whole new collection of toys and treats made just for them every single month. Whether it's their fun plush toys from BarkBox or their ultra-tough toys from Super Chewer, they give your dog exactly what they want. And for a limited time, they'll double your first box for free. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com drink. That's right, you can sign up now at BarkBox.com slash drink for this exclusive offer. This ad is now over. Let's go back to petting our dogs. Daylight saving time is starting up again. It may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates any sooner. There's only one way to do that. ZipRecruiter. 
Right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com drink. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Anyway, Christine, I knew we would chat a lot, and so my story today is uh, a shorter one. Mine is too, because I also had the same inkling. Look at us. We are are in sync, my friend. (laughs) So I was trying to think up a Christmas story, and I wrote out like a a suggestion box on Instagram for people to submit. I saw that. I saw that. And a lot of people wrote in that I cover this, which is teetering on Krampus territory. (gasps) But if you remember season nine-ish of The Office and Dwight Schrute dresses up as Belschnickel. <gasps> do you remember this? Yes, I do. Where he goes around and calls the co-workers impish or admirable. And he okay, calls- but I don't. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. I remember that episode, though. That's the that's I feel like a lot of people in today's generation only have ever heard of Belschnickel because of Dwight. Right. Who referred to him on the show, by the way, as a dirty, worse Santa. So So here is the story of Belschnickel, a.k.a. Belschnickel, a.k.a. Beltsnickel, a.k.a. Belsnickel, a.k.a. Pelsnickel. Oh, my God. A.k.a. Belsnickel, a.k.a. The Christmas Woman. (laughs) <laughs> what? Wait, Whoa, wait! I was not expecting that last one. You got me there. AKA a dirty worse Santa. Um, <laughs> I like that one the best. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, so Bell Snickle, he was originally from uh, folklore that stemmed from southwestern Germany. Uh, oh. And when the reason that Bell Snickle's story ended up moving over to the U.S. is because when people immigrated over here, especially to Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. Um, that is how Bell Snickle's story landed in the U.S. Especially, it's still very popular amongst Pennsylvania Dutch, which makes sense why Dwight Schrute was talking about it, it on the show. It makes total sense. Did you know that Pennsylvania Dutch has nothing to do with the Dutch? It's just a, a bastardization of the word Deutsch for German. Oh. Fun fact. So it's actually just Pennsylvania, you know, German folk. <laughs> oh, fun. I didn't know that, no. Uh, do you know how fun many... Fact. Do you know how many... Of the Pennsylvania, or people who identify as Pennsylvania Dutch, do you know how many of them are actually in Pennsylvania? No. I think it's 65%. Oh, are the rest in Ohio? Because we got a lot here, too. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I only saw 65% and ran with it. Yeah, that's surprising if you're, if I really you thought identify. it'd be like a solid 90%. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, So in Pennsylvania at the time... uh when people were immigrating over uh, in Pennsylvania at the time, and I guess the surrounding areas, Christmas wasn't really celebrated. And so these immigrants decided that they were going to bring over their own Christmas holiday traditions. And they ended up bringing over a lot of the like classic Christmas traditions that everyone still practices. I don't know. Oh, Did you know that? Cool. No. 
including decorating a tree, nativity the scenes. Oh. The pickle. Now we have to stop and I have to hear <laughs> what you're talking about. You know, the pickle that you put on the tree. Obviously, my friend, I don't know what you're talking about. Wait, are about. you serious? What pickle? I, this is such an American thing. Uh, people hang a pickle on the tree. If I'm sorry, the German is telling me it's the American thing, and yet the American <laughs> is saying, "What on earth are you talking about?" Eva, text the group. Let me know if you know about this. Because you I mean feel... like a pickle ornament? I've seen yes, a bunch of yes. pickle ornaments. Okay. Yeah. I... So it's a it's a well, tradition. I thought you would know this. Um, it's I don't know the story. I th- I, th- I don't know it totally either. But I guess you hide the pickle ornament, and whoever finds it either gets like an extra gift or gets to oh. open the first gift. It's like a different tradition depending on the family. But people, every I swear, almost every time during the holidays when someone hears that I'm German, they're like, "Oh, so you do the pickle thing?" And I'm like, "No, because like we didn't do that because I think it's more of like an Americanized uh. thing, kind of like potato dumplings, or it's not really German, but it's like." A U.S. German thing. All right. Um, anyway, so I thought that was might be a Pennsylvania Dutch tradition. The pickle. Um, um, honestly, maybe, but I didn't hear about. I I did not see that there. But Eva just says, "Okay, wait. I've heard about the. I've heard about the finding of the pickle, but I think in the way in the recesses of my brain." Okay, so it's like subconsciously somewhere. Yeah, it's there. I suppose I did know about it in that people often buy pickle ornaments yeah. or hang yeah. them, but I just didn't understand why. Interesting. You have to find it in the tree. Ah. It's like a fun game. Thank you, my salty little gherkin. I'm so glad that I know now. Okay. Pickles. No, that's not one that I was going to mention, but I was going to mention. Cancel that out. Yeah. I was going to mention like stringing popcorn. I've never done that. I I, I have. I don't understand the. Is it just to make garland? Yeah, you just make like a. You can hang it on the tree. It's Mm. and then and then like three days later, I'd eat it because I was. A child who was always hungry and it like does not taste good obviously <laughs> but that didn't stop her folks it never did it was always gone also caroling apparently became a thing oh. i i'm realizing how few christmas traditions i've ever actually been a part of i've never caroled really? nor do i want nor do i want to it sucks except for then oftentimes they give you hot chocolate i would just like take the hot chocolate and hide somewhere mm. Yeah, I don't love it. I would do a lot of things for hot chocolate, but I don't think singing to strangers is one. One of time, them. I went caroling with some people, and they all ditched me. Like I didn't know <laughs> I was in the front of the group, and my job was to go ding dong in that one song. And so everybody ran, and they opened the door, and I just went ding <laughs> dong. <laughs> it was probably one of the most embarrassing moments of. My life. <laughs> I so. I don't know what song I would be willing to sing. I think I don't. Yeah, (laughs) but just that part and I would be gone. (laughs) So anyway, a lot of things the Pennsylvania Dutch brought over and taught us about Christmas. Cute. And one of the things they taught us about was Belsnickel. So (laughs) Belsnickel has apparently uh, been around uh, since the 18 early 1800s. Was best known, obviously, around uh, Phil or around Pennsylvania, but especially Philadelphia at the time. Which fun fact. Uh, in the early 1800s, Philadelphia and New York City were the same population size. Oh, shit. So while Philadelphia was kind of uh, enamored, if you if you will, with the idea of Belsnickel as a Christmas character, New York City, which was the same size at the time, was really enamored with the newly found Santa Claus. Oh, 
So they were both, they came into, wow. Okay, that's interesting. They, they, they competed at one time. They had to duke it out. And wow. always Santa Claus won. Wow. So because they were on the same population size, around the same amount of people knew either of the characters. But by uh, 1820, uh, New York City's size doubled while Philadelphia stayed roughly the same. Holy shit. So double the people cared about Santa. Plus, it was post-war and they decided that they were going to use Santa as a wholesome character in marketing campaigns, newspapers, Mm. and basically they... Oh, I think they also got Santa like a PR gig with Macy's officially. And so... And so ever since then, Santa beat out Belsnickel for popularity for as That's a Christmas really character. tragic, isn't it, though? I know. Especially because they used... Here's the really tragic part, is that Belsnickel, who we will learn about, if you can gauge at all his, persona- his personality, um, <laughs> he is not like a perfect dude if Dwight Schrute really likes him. <laughs> yeah fair and and so you would think like oh of course people like santa more for christmas because he was like more wholesome and pure jolly and jolly blah, blah. but apparently santa originally i would love to, i'm gonna consider santa a cryptid just so i can cover him one day oh fun which like if i think the tooth fairy is a cryptid santa sh- for sure i mean is. you're right i mean he's real though not like the tooth fairy but. right yes he is as real as can be and um <laughs> but he is a cryptid that i will be covering eventually because I didn't get too into it yet, but I guess Santa originally had a checkered beginning. Ooh. Because he was once known as, quote, a lusty, frisky elf. Shut the front. Excuse me. And now, because he, I guess they wanted to pick a character who was super wholesome and, like, get people feeling calm and safe again after the war. And so they revamped his image and made We're going to calm you all down and remove the <laughs> sexual aspect of this old man. <laughs> So that you feel more comfortable. <laughs> Everyone wants to feel safe after the war. So look at this lusty, frisky elf. <laughs> lusty old man. He, <laughs> he's here to to bring to break into your home and bring presents to your children. He's very oversexualized. He's, he's a very he's a very horny elf who comes to see <laughs> your children. Yikes! Ew. Why don't you uh, sit on his lap? Okay. Right. It, uh, all of it is suddenly really tainted. I think all of that's why they were like, we have to get ourselves together, and Santa has to uh, revitalize his yeah. Reputation. His PR team was top notch. Clearly, they really their collaboration with Macy's was one of a kind. <laughs> So even though Santa was more popular, Bellsnuckle was still heard of, especially in the Pennsylvania area, up until the mid-1900s, which was after World War II. And I guess after World War II and the Germans were not mm, favorable in the U.S. (laughs) Why? Um, Just kidding. Don't answer that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So I guess because they were very aware, like, oh, shit, like people are not a big fan of our hometown right now. Um, So I guess they tried to separate themselves from their culture and their history and very quickly backed away from traditions like Belsnickel. Got you. So as Santa was getting more popular, Belsnickel was almost intentionally forgotten about. Wow. So that's kind of the quick history, but just to give you an idea, there's a lot of, I don't want to say rumors as if there's just like gossip in the locker room about Belsnickel, <laughs> but there's a lot of versions of like who Belsnickel is. Um, one of them is that he could either be another German character called Necht Rupert. Have you heard of him? 
That sounds really familiar. How do you spell the first part? K-N-E-C-T. Knecht? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I, that sounds familiar. I have no idea. It's servant. It means servant was servant in German. Oh, I don't know. That wasn't the one I learned. Um, in it's Knecht. Duh. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> so they say that Belsnickel could be Knecht Rupert or Servant Rupert. I've also heard that Servant Robert. Um, oh, like, is that like Krampus's right-hand man? It's maybe. This or guy Saint seems Nicholas's. to... Uh huh. So this, they all seem to be their own little squad, don't they? Where like they do. A, there's a lot of overlap, and I would like to MCU style try to like eventually figure out the timeline and how they all became buddies and foes. Mm. Because every time I tried to look up next Rupert, I also got either Krampus or some other there, some other December character. You know. Uh-huh. So. Basically, what I'm trying to say now that you've let me know you already are aware of these people all knowing each other, these all yeah. these cryptids being friends or foes, is that a lot of the Bell Snickle theories is that he is either one of those characters with a different name or from a different uh, region, or he was like companions with them. So right. I don't really know if he was Necked Rupert or if he if they were buddies and different folklore historians have different things to say on it. Okay. So um, some people also think that a Belsnickel was actually originally one of St. Nicholas's aides. Um, some people think Neck Rupert is one of Belsnickel's aides. Uh, some historians say that they're all the same person. The main difference being that Neck Ruprecht is named Neck Rupert, Neck Ruprecht is from North Germany while Belsnickel is from Southwest Germany. Okay. So, they think they might be the same, just regionally different stories. Interesting. Uh, also, with just two wild names. With just two wild just names. And wild. also, the historians who think that they're different people and they were buddies, uh, one of the arguments to that is because there's a poem called Christmas Time in the Land of Belsnickel. And it very directly tells you that Belsnickel and his servant, Rupert, oh. were in cahoots to cause mischief in town on Christmas Eve. Oh, Okay. I guess they would just break into people's houses and like, oh, kid- good. <laughs> and just like beat and kidnap children. Um, it's classic. It's not funny. It's just, it's just so fucking like, it just it's, fits every time it tracks, it tracks, it tracks. I, I just, feel like I'm just shocked that you're not here to give me a play by play of what Renata would ch- tell you as a child. I keep thinking about it and I'm like, she really has never told me anything about this character. I, like, I don't know anything about it. Zandy has obviously been on the show now and he was telling us, I don't know what episode it is, so it might not have come out yet, but he was talking about how your father was singing him a nurse, chanting at him. Oh, yeah. A nursery <laughs> rhyme that was all about a serial killer. And so I'm just yeah. kind of shocked that Bell Snickle didn't have his own, yeah. his own little rhyme, you know? He comes over and he's like, Dad was singing this lullaby and it turns out it's about a murderer. And I was like, I don't want to know about this anymore. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. In this poem, uh, Necked Rupert is described as, quote, donned in the same manner as Belsnickel, only he is even dirtier, oh. black, blackened from the soot of many fires and smudged with the grease of many meals. So, yum. Rupert just sounds like he needs to take a bath. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Fun fact, uh, another theory about Bell Snickle is that Jacob Grimm of the Grimm Brothers oh. says that Bell Snickle could have been inspired from the tradition of hunting down the wild man, which was a common tradition at the ancient Roman uh, Saturnalia festivals. Oh, where they yikes. Would, so I guess they would chase down the wild man. And the wild man was dressed in furs with pants, quote, pants made of pine cones. And was used to, and he was used as a cautionary tale to scare bad children. Just leave him be. He's already suffered enough with those pants. I, I don't think we should. Uh, chase did him he? Down. It sounds like he got it fresh off of Etsy. Like <laughs> that's fair. Okay, that's fair. pants made of pine cones is a <laughs> is an intentional purchase. It's very eco friendly though. <laughs> sure is. I I like to think all the little leaves are like kind of like like oh layered. that's kind of cute. Yeah, and just kind of kind of like fans like out fish scales. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the wild man that Jacob Grimm thinks that Bell Snickle was inspired by, the wild man also had many names, and one of them happened to be Boots, but, Bootsy Burked. <laughs> what? <laughs> which apparently he was a horned devil. He was a horny devil. Oh, no, that was Santa Claus. Sorry. That was, he was a horned devil. <laughs> that was a little silly elf who got a little too Oops. playful, I think, every Christmas. <laughs> But yeah, so I guess the wild man was all, one of his descriptors was he was a horned devil, and therefore that could be the inspiration oh for Bell Snickle. Especially because Bootsy Burked and some of the other names are Boots Nickel, Bell's Popple, Bell's Mummel. It all sounds kind of similar. <laughs> sounds like a bunch of gibberish, but okay. <laughs> it's German. <laughs> I, is it? Like, I'm like, I don't know what any of this is. I mean, it must be. But it's I'm also German so... being read by someone who is just butchering the language. So. <laughs> Who's never found a pickle in a tree. So I don't know what kind of authority you have here. I just apparently, as uh, John Mulaney once put it, I just sit in the corner and eat crackers. And <laughs> one day I just came out here and started talking. <sighs> so Bell's Nickel has, uh, just like how there's some overlap with other Christmas characters, Bellsnickel has a lot of similarities to St. Nicholas, which I think is why people think that they might be companions on the journey of Christmas together. Okay. Um, in that they both come to visit kids in December. Apparently one article actually called Bellsnickel Pelsnickel, which translates to Nicholas with fur. Oh, pe- yeah, like a pelt. like a Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. And so they think it might just either be St. Nicholas in fur or it's inspired from St. Nicholas. And it's just a a guy that likes to dress in fur coats, I guess, as St. Nicholas. What the fuck? Okay. Interesting twist. Somehow this, this man found a way to combine Santa Claus and the devil <laughs> because there's a traveler named William Howitt, who in the 1840s was talking about Bell Snickel and said, quote, Although many have assumed that the name is a reference to St. Nicholas because of Pelsnickel, right? Others have contended that it was equally an expression of Der Alt Nick or Old Nick, which was an epitaph for uh, the devil. So German sources also point to this connotation and equate the Belsnickel with Beelzebub. Interesting. And that would mean that the Bell Snickel is seen alternately as the furry Nick or the furry devil. <laughs> That's cute. A lot of far reaching theories here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And in some lore, uh, Bell Snickel is actually considered an assistant or companion 
of Santa Claus, but in other versions, he actually works alone. Oh, okay. And has... Don't get it twisted. Bear to bear to none relation to Santa. I got you. Okay. Bellis Nichols also sometimes compared to Krampus, mm. except uh, when people say, oh, are they the same character? Krampus actually existed for much longer, and so uh, Bellis Nichols' okay. lore is much more new. A lot of people, which I'm in this camp, is that Bellis Nichols is sometimes seen as a combination of Krampus and Santa because he, quote, marries the torturing and rewarding practices for children into one judgmental character. <laughs> so just like... Just like how Santa will reward good kids and Krampus will punish bad kids, Bellsnickel does both. Okay. So Okay. Much like Santa and Krampus as well, um, Bellsnickel reminds children to behave all year long or else. But unlike Santa and more like Krampus, kids actually get to interact with Bell Snickel when he comes to your home. Oh, because he's carrying like whips and bags and will kidnap you. Because stuff. he's a German cautionary tale. Yes, <laughs> oh, you no. nailed it. Oh, no. If you don't have a pickle on your tree, you better forget it. <laughs> Bell Snickel's pissed. <laughs> so uh, just to describe Bell Snickel for people, just look at Dwight Schrute in season nine. Or he is a giant figure in fur clothing. His face is covered with soot or charcoal. He has a very long tongue and he Ugh. wears a mask, which I don't understand why. Um, no, that was huh. not explained well enough. He's sometimes draped in bells, outdoor foliage, antlers, pine anything, cones? pine cones, anything natural, I suppose. That's terrifying. He shows up a couple weeks before Christmas, usually around December 6th. I think that's when the Saturnalia Festival is. Okay. Or it's that's when, when St. Of... Nicholas Day is. Yes, that's what it is. That's what it is. So he shows up December 6th. Okay. He brings with him a bag of goodies. Uh-oh. These goodies can... No, no, no. The real goodies. Okay. The goodies contain cakes, candies, oranges. fruits. Okay. We always got oranges on St. Nicholas Day. Oh. Well, there you go. And walnuts. And nuts was the next ah! thing. Okay, okay. I'm on the right track. Oranges and walnuts. What a specific combo when you have really anything. What a very boring thing to receive. Like, we'd put your, you know, you put your shoes out. Did you do that? I didn't do it, but I do know what you're talking about with that one. Okay, I didn't know if this is another pickle situation. But yeah, you put your shoes out. And of course, I would put like the big, I would like take my stepdad's boot and put that out. Because I was like, it'll be filled. But then it was always like walnuts and oranges. And I was like, it's 6 a.m. on a school day. Like, I I want a walnut. And now I have to eat walnuts out of my dad's stinky fucking boot. (laughs) My dad's shoes. God. (laughs) I didn't think that one. (laughs) What a bad experience. Like, Maybe I was being punished. That's just going to ferment the fruit as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I think so, I was being punished after all. So he would bring a bag of goodies, which consisted of cakes, candies, nuts, and fruits. And he also, on the other hand, had a bushel of switches. Oh, no. Oh, no. So it kind of was a take your pick <sighs> Shit. situation. I'll take the walnuts. <laughs> of my, my mm, the clean mm. walnuts. That's how you know you lived before COVID. When you were like... I'll I'm eat gonna, these out of a shoe. <laughs> my dad's used shoe. <laughs> That's so disgusting. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's a lot of versions to the story. These were kind of the most condensed versions I found. Version one of Bellsnickel is that with this bag of goodies and with this bushel of switches, 
Belsnickel would leave toys and small goods and candies for good children while leaving switches and stockings for bad children. Mm. Which I, I guess is like a here, mom and dad, you do it so I don't have oh, to abuse yeah. the kids. Yikes. It also, I can see how people relate him to um, Santa Claus because it's like leaving coal in your stockings. Yeah, true. Version two is that he would bring gifts for good children, but for bad kids, he, this comes from, I think, that poem with him and servant Rupert. Uh, he would bring gifts to good kids, but for bad kids, he would drag them out of bed and into the forest. And they're, oh, Jesus. And they're never to be seen again unless they pay for their bad behavior. So this is how they pay for it. He would demand them to perform for him, uh, either sing, dance, or recite poems to get themselves out of trouble. One what? could art. One could argue that was some sort of like a uh, very dark, archaic uh, inspiration for a Christmas caroling where like you sing because you're oh, a good okay. person. Okay. And I just go ding dong. And he's like, you're punished. That's not, you don't. <laughs> you're you you're, you suck at singing. You didn't redeem yourself. At Off all. to the forest you go. <laughs> I'm leaving you in this forest. <laughs> <laughs> Version three is he will, this is the, I think the most common one I saw is that he will, Come up to the house. He will, um, usually up to a window of the house. He mm. will, I did not know he was wearing chains up until this point. Oh, maybe, no. maybe it was his bells, but I heard, saw that he rattles his chains. Maybe he rattles the bells. And he taps on the window with his switch. Yikes. Keep in mind to make this as authentically German as possible. Uh-oh. This isn't just a story. We literally have... It's a common tradition of the parents that will reenact this for the children. Holy shit. This is like that creepy clown documentary we watched where that guy hides under the bed to like yep. scare bad children. Usually it was a dad or an uncle or an older brother who would be gone on an errand or something and he would go dress up as like, Belsnickel. And people then... wonder why people have like tra- trauma and like fear of the dark. And I mean, what the fuck do you think? Tapping on the window with his switch. Infuriating. The kids obviously shit their pants because they see this Belschnickel out in the window about to potentially beat them. Drag you to the woods and beat you and make you sing a song. (laughs) A a small price to pay, by the way, like if I want to not get in trouble. All of a sudden I will sing. You will perform an entire opera for this man. (laughs) So then the kids are freaked out. They're trying to hide. They scream for their parents to lock all the doors. The parents instead open the window and welcome um, the beast in. Come on. Let them inside through the window. Actually, I don't know if they're like, go around back. And then they just like let them through the front door. Oops. (laughs) I think it would be funnier if you made like your old ass uncle climb through a kitchen window in a pale snickle outfit. Good luck with all those fucking chains and stuff. Then they would either have Bell Snickle or the parents themselves are like all together as one really creepy fucking team. They would go gather the children who are now hiding from Bell Snickle, oh. force them to go sit down on a couch together. And uh, this is when Bell Snickle will ask the kids about how their behavior has been all year long. Again, very uh, sick and twisted Santa's, ni- Santa's nice or naughty list and seeing how your behavior at what point do you go uncle frank is that you like at what (laughs) point because i feel like eventually if they're talking to me i'd be like wait a second i would imagine they all like have practiced their like belschnickel growl or something yeah that's fair yeah 
Also, if you're scary enough, no kid's going to wonder. They're not saying anything. They're not saying a damn thing, to be right. clear. They're no, just completely... like. You're completely right. Yeah. So uh, he'll ask about their behavior. Have you been good to your parents? Have you been good to your siblings? Have you been good to your friends at school? Have you been honest on your tests? Have you cleaned your room? Blah, 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 blah. Goes through the whole interrogation. The kids answer the questions. And if they have truly been good, I guess because the parents are there to like nod or be <laughs> no, like, no. Or deny. <laughs> if they were good, then he will hand them gifts and candy. Uh, if the kids are dishonest or were even openly bad behaviorally Aww. that year, then they will get the switch. Oh and I guess it was if you were at least honest about being bad, the punishment was less severe than if you lied about being bad and you weren't. I fact guess bad. that's fair. I don't. Yeah, and and whatever version of hor- horrible Not abuse fair. this is, right, right. So then version four, which I think is. I mean, this is all bad and like not actually funny, but in the in terms of like the most ridiculous to visualize, uh, Bell Stuckle comes inside through the window and he just throws candy all over the floor. <laughs> and I guess all of the kids can lunge at the candy. It's like it again, this feels a little like a like a pinata or yeah. a trick-or-treating situation of like, take the candy. And then all of the kids who lunge for the candy that the parents report were bad that year are the ones that get swatted because Aww. they don't des- because they don't deserve the candy. Well, okay. Version five is that he throws the candy on the floor to test all of the children's impulses. And if you grab for the candy at all, you get switched. They're children. Okay. If anyone knows anything about like culty fundamentalist Christianity, that sounds a lot like blanket training on like, uh, I could get into it forever, but it's just a, a form of abusing your children early so that they never ask questions or, or doubt God or anything like that. But it's uh, the concept of putting your kid on a blanket when they're like a baby, 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 like cannot understand anything yet. And then you like try to taunt them off the blanket with toys and (gasps) treats and things. And then if they leave the blanket, then you hurt them in some way. What the fuck? And it's the concept of the blanket is a symbol of like, you know, uh, religion of like don't ever what leave don't ever fuck? don't ever wonder what what else is out there don't question mom or dad just obey 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 it's a very sick and twisted thing but oh my god i got a lot of like just because i'm always prime i'm just always ready to talk about that shit so i was very quickly primed to think blanket training of yeah. like oh here's candy here's candy here's candy and then if you touch it at all whether you were good or bad you they're just mis- they're like training they're like wait what's the word baiting you like baiting uh-huh. you to yes. be oh yes. that's terrible so um and then the last version which is the nicest one of them all is that there are families out there who don't want to terrorize their children and what? so they said that <laughs> bell snickle is actually very good and leaves gifts in your shoes and <laughs> that's it that's it it just leaves gifts in your shoes and so i guess that storyline has taken off in recent years compared to the others oh, i wonder nice. why yeah but so there, it then means that there's two different camps where some children are terrified of Belsnickel and some of them love him because they grew up in a world where Belsnickel just say, gives you presents. Like, what if you go to school and you're like, oh, Belsnickel came by and everyone's like, oh my God. Yeah. And you're no. like, I had a great time. I ate nuts out of my dad's shoe. What are you talking about? <laughs> Dirty nuts. This is great. <laughs> so, uh, okay. I just have some fun facts really quick that... If you happen to be someone who's interested in the story of Belsnickel, he now appears at the annual Pennsylvania Dutch Christmas program, what? I guess called Christmas on the Farm. 
Uh, which reminds me of the Christmas movie Dolly on the Square, uh, starring Dolly Parton. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Same difference. Same thing. And uh, each year, the Pennsylvania German Cultural Heritage Center, they're the ones that host Christmas on the farm. And and you can always see Belsnickel there and someone dresses up as Belsnickel. And I think one of, they use Belsnickel as a way, this is what I got from, I think their tourist website. They use Belsnickel's appearance there quote, to raise awareness of the Pennsylvania Dutch dialect. Interesting. I'm assuming they all play that Belsnickel is just a loving, caring little monster. Um, Children aren't getting, like, chased in corn mazes. (laughs) Another fun fact is that a lot of Pennsylvania breweries will use Belsnickel as a Christmas beer. Oh, that's fun. Or the name of of Belsnickel. How do you spell Belsnickel, by the way? The way I'm using it instead of spelling all those other versions i'm doing b-e-l b-e-l-s and then nickel like a penny dime nickel. like nickel okay okay b-e-l-s nickel interesting and it's one word yep okay and then there's now a tradition which is why when i said earlier like oh if you sing you can get out of the forest or if you're mm. if you sing you're a, a good person or you can get rewarded for it in some way there is a tradition in some areas all the way into like Canada called bell snickling as part of like your Christmas tradition now where it's, it's kind of like a more fun version of caroling where I think of it as like Christmas trick or treating where people will now dress up in disguise so you don't know who they are and they will go from house to house and do Christmas caroling or any version of entertaining. So it's not just singing, it's dancing or putting on some sort of little skit uh some like teenage boys will run around like rattle chains it's like spooky christmas kind of how fun and the point of it is like you're completely hidden in disguise and i guess you have to be like in a completely collaborative participating consenting neighborhood to do this but uh you show up completely disguised and you sing and perform for neighbors. And at the end of each one, just like how they would give you hot chocolate, they'll give you gifts or food or something almost as if Bell Snickle would give kids treats for doing oh good my deeds. God. Okay. I could, that, that I can. Do. And you got to keep getting gifts and foods from that neighbor until they could figure out who you were Aha. underneath the disguise. That's and then fun. only then would you move to the next house to get rewarded again for new for a new actor. Okay, I like this game now. This is fun. I like that a lot. It's called Bell Snickling. It's also called uh, Klausentrieben, uh, <laughs> or it's also called Bell... You do it on Bell Snickle Night, which I guess is... I, I wonder if it's also St. Nicholas sixth, Day or whatever. Yeah. So the last thing I'm going to say is that in 2020, there was a movie that came out called The Christmas Chronicles 2. Okay? Is it a Hallmark original? It feels like it. I sh- It's on <laughs> Netflix, though. Okay. And the, I guess Christmas Chronicles 1 was more of a blanket Christmas movie, but Christmas Chronicles 2, they had to really step it up with some plot points. <laughs> and Belsnickel was the enemy of this movie. <gasps> the foil. It starred real-life couple Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn as Santa <laughs> and Mrs. Claus. Excuse, excusez-moi. What? And it was all about uh, Belsnickel wreaking havoc and trying to destroy Christmas. Although he wasn't in furs and pine cones and antlers this time. He, Belsnickel was wearing leather, fingerless gloves, and a backwards hat. And (laughs) 
I tried watching it and no offense to uh, the Christmas Chronicles. I myself could not get through it without there being like a partner to laugh alongside of. So um, what I am going to do, though, is uh, give a shout out to Den of Geek. And I'm just going to read the the long synopsis of this movie because it was it was very hallmarky and a child would just eat the shit up. I love it. It's long, but it's worth it. And that's the end of my story. At first, Bell Snickle was an elf who nursed a healthy mistrust of humans. But Santa and Mrs. Claus took him under their wing more so than other elves, treating him as a surrogate child. As Bell Snickle hit his teenage years, he grew jealous of the Claus's care for the world's human children and began acting out in ways that Saint Nick would definitely call naughty. I'm, I'm sorry if, that, if this were Zach Bagans. Naughty. Naughty. <laughs> Unfortunately for elves, if they break the five-part elves code, they will be cursed. Uh, oh, no. And once Bell Snickle demonstrated the, or he broke the five, you cannot, these are the uh, the elf boundaries. Yeah. yeah. Uh, once you have demonstrated all five of those, he was transformed into that which he hated most, a human. Do you <gasps> want to know what the five-part elf code is? Absolutely. It feels, a, I guess it's a Christmas movie, so I'm going to let it slide, but it feels a little like The Seven Deadly Sins. Envy. Okay. Lying. Okay. Selfishness. Okay. Viciousness. Ooh. And ego. Okay. Yeah. So not to do any spoilers on Christmas Chronicles 2, but he is going <laughs> to do all five of those things. <laughs> and he becomes a human as a curse for that. Bell Snickle is... Bell Snickle is Santa's outright enemy, waging war on Christmas and trying to steal the Christmas star that powers the entire village. And in his in his battles with Santa, he demonstrates his knack for invention with one scene involving a race through the skies, pitting Santa's sleigh and reindeer against Bell Snickle's souped-up engine guided by jackalotes, jackal-coyote hybrids. <laughs> <laughs> like the anti-reindeer. Oh my god. But while Bell Snickle caused chaos in Santa's village and endangered Christmas itself for all the world's children, he clearly was acting out of pain and resentment and wasn't Aww. entirely evil. He expressed concern over Dasher after he unleashed Yala, Yola the Yule Cat, which I have covered very briefly in a past episode, but I will cover extensively at one point. Uh, so he unleashes the Yule Cat, which is like one of those like Icelandic elves sure. that I covered at one point. It's like, I think the Yule Cat's like their mom or some crazy thing. Anyway, she nearly kills Dash or the reindeer. No! Like many a teenager acting out, all Bell Snickle really wanted was enough attention to be understood. And the final showdown is not a huge battle, but an emotional confrontation where Bell Snickle explains how he was hurt and Santa presents him with the first invention they made together, a mechanical flower that opens up to reveal a clockwork butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we made together. I don't know why we did it. Or don't you remember? <laughs> Realizing that Santa never forgot their bond, Bell Snickle is able to let go of his talk toxic feelings and is rewarded by being transformed <laughs> back into an elf toxic feelings and if that sounds like a movie for you please go check out the it christmas does. chronicles too i'm so gonna go fucking it. watch it can we facetime and watch it yeah and that's the story of bell snickle wow um there you go merry what christmas a fucking tale that is thank you and uh i haven't gotten to say this in a while but oh my gosh it's your turn christine yay wait who plays bell snickle in that movie 
Uh, I knew you were going to ask, and then I actively chose not to look it up. Uh, <laughs> Christmas Cute, Chronicles 2. His name is Julian Dennison. Okay. I don't know who that is. He looks not to, like, pigeonhole someone or, like, uh, what's the right word where you, like, they're always cast as the same? Typecast. Yeah. Not to, not to typecast, but I feel like he would play a really good evil character. Ooh. He's got, like, not that his face is particularly evil, but he's very expressive. Mm-hmm. The eyebrows? He's got eyebrows? It's, he's got eyebrows for days. I feel mm. like he's, you know, ready to play Belsnickel. He was whenever made needed. for this role. That's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind? Especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things, but Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast-branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code drink this episode is brought to you by progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly 750 dollars on average plus auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts quote now at progressive.com to see if you could save Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Wow. Um, well, that was a wonderful story. And Thank you. I- feel like I have a kind of good companion tale here. Um, I'm going to cover Santa crimes. Christine Cooper. <laughs> I have known for a long time I wanted this and I didn't know when it would come. But I, because <laughs> I, I feel like I, you can guess that there's at least two people out there who dress like Santa and did Oh, there's things. so many. Oh my God. So I was I hoped that one day this would come, but then last year you really tricked me because I thought I was getting a Santa crime and then <laughs> oh, yeah. ended up being Jim Carrey in green. <laughs> it was Jim Carrey all along. Do you know how many um, people, by the way, said that for this Christmas episode I should just cover the Grinch again? Like just I was to afraid fuck with of you? that. I was. Or, when I saw that like that thing you put on Instagram, I was like, people are gonna try and it was literally everyone just saying, do the Grinch. And I was like, it's been done, my friends. And then everyone was saying that I should uh, 
just give you a report on the Hersing Shifter cub that's recently been born. But Aww, I was like, cub. what people don't know is I actually already sent all of that to Christine. I sent a whole document. And it was 2 a.m. my time. So I think I was just, I always have my phone on Do Not Disturb. So I didn't see it. And then like two days later, I went to text M and I was like, what are all these messages? And like this screen grab of my baby. And M had written like an entire folio, like an entire report about the cub, the Hersene Shifter cub, and mm-hmm. and its uh, its many I said, qualities. I, there were whispers in the cryptic community that the, the cub <laughs> had recently been born, and uh, we were still trying to figure out through the SCE if there were any if the photos had been doctored or if they were uh, valid. You Seems had like one they're of, pretty of one eye one eye open, which is like what I do when I'm like either drunk or tired. <laughs> you had one of her with her eye open. That little baby. I love how days into being born, she ha- has so much of your personality. It's really frightening. Actually, just can't keep her eyes open after she drinks. It's so I don't, fun. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, it's a little scary, but. Yeah, so I do have, uh, well, they're more like Christmas crimes. I started with Santa crimes, and then I sprinkled in a few that were just Ooh. kind of Christmas crimes in general. Okay. So I have a couple, let's see, this, I have a couple of different websites I used. Um, this first one is from a website called lawandcrime.com. Hmm. And uh, it was a list of different holiday-themed crimes. Um, I think they actually might have been like full-on Santa crimes. But this first one was uh, also a shocking amount of these took place in Ohio, which, like, I guess at this point in my life, I shouldn't be surprised. But just a lot. A lot of them were in Ohio. Um, so just Interesting. Keep that in mind. It's like it's like Ohio is Christmas, Florida, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Ohio and Florida, I think, have more in common than I care to admit. Question. Uh, Will any of these stories happen to be uh, you doing a retelling of the movie Bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton? <laughs> no, but Bad Santa, the Billy Bob Thornton photo of Bad Santa was in a lot of these articles as like, it's <laughs> <laughs> like the photo they used to, I don't know. Bad Santa was one of the first movies that I would secretly watch because I wasn't allowed to watch it. And I would like, I back remember when when tivo was a thing when like oh, yeah. you could we first could record things i remember i recorded the movie and then recorded a bunch of other garbage on top that way to hide it so that way no one would ever know and then in the middle of the night i would watch bad santa i you don't know what's wrong with bad me santa? i was so ashamed too i felt so dirty afterwards I wonder, I was like, why weren't you allowed to watch it i feel like you're because there was a so... i think there was an in the car sex scene and it was uh-huh. billy bob thornton and it was called bad santa and it was rated like like nc seventy or something it was a pretty gnarly sex scene for someone who had never seen a sex scene before and i while your mom is like teaching you how to use condoms and is like oh but you can't watch she held off on that until i was 14 but i will say she waited until it was me and several of my friends and as like her own sex ed class (laughs) took us to a gas station and bought like a hundred dollars worth of condoms and then (laughs) taught us how to use all of them and then she made us taste them so that way because she, there was, I forget what the anecdote was, but it was something about, like, there was some, I I like to think there was some sort of educational reason at one A point. A moral to the story. Something about how, like, they don't taste good. I don't know. I don't remember why she did that. There's something <laughs> that, like, she could probably good. go to jail for today. <laughs> but, like, it was educational. Hey, all, literally me and all my friends from that day on, she hammered it in, like, condoms, condoms, condoms. And I've never had... In the zero times I've used a condom, I've 
it's worked 100 percent of the time okay so. what i was gonna say but like if you were in a scenario where you needed a condom i feel like i would be so like in my head because i'd be like all i can think about is my mother making me put this in my mouth like i feel like it would really <laughs> screw me up about condoms i feel like I'd be honestly like, <laughs> that's such a that's such a good point though like she probably made everyone never want to use a condom yeah I feel like, i'd be like no that's terrible well, she got she got ones of all different sizes because she also was trying to prove that like if oh i, got, I love that when if people I, put like a pineapple in a condom and they're like nice yeah. try well yeah because she was like if a guy ever says that it won't fit because it's too small uh-huh. like she made us like fill it up in the sink to see how big it could get before it oh, that's broke kind of fun. and that's a fun game she made her favorite she still mentions it so like i know it's happened because she remembers one of my friends putting like her whole arm through it and just like it still like had so much give and she and then i guess it accidentally broke and my friend was like i'm pregnant like it was like she was like i i think in that moment she realized that she was in a room alone with a bunch of 14 year olds (laughs) she was like what am i teaching them whatever it it it, she just turned on bad santa and was like this will be your education you don't need to learn any more from me i don't know really what she was thinking but it worked so whatever i mean listen again i don't know anything about parenting so i shouldn't <laughs> criticize or judge i mean maybe i'll be calling her in a few years to be like help me figure this out i will say zero of my friends have had um like a surprise pregnancies when okay. we were all in high well, school we we all evaded teen pregnancies so she did something right Okay, you know what? That's that. Let's speaks leave for it there. Let's that leave it there before someone calls a service or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just drop it and pretend this was all a satirical joke. Anyway, Billy Bob Thornton is not one of the topics you will be covering. I got it. It's not, but he seemed to represent a lot of these because it was the photo they used in pretty much every article. Uh, uh-huh. So you're got on it. the right track here. So we're in Ohio uh, for most of the story. In Vandalia, Ohio, in 2011, an 11-year-old boy spotted a 44-year-old stranger in his home. He had broken <gasps> into his home. Oh, shit. The was, man... Was it the Grinch? It was the Grinch. The end. No. <laughs> it was, unfortunately, this one is real-life hor- horrors. Mm. So this man, Terry Trent, 44-year-old Terry Trent, apparently had gotten high on bath salts, had broken into this uh, home... Ooh. And put up Christmas decorations. Oh. It's like, I mean, in terms of like ways to react to like, hallucinogenic. Right, right. More wholesome than you expect. Yeah. So he hung up a bunch of Christmas decorations, lounged around. He lit candles. He hung a wreath on the garage door. And he then kicked back and watched TV. And I like to think he watched Christmas Chronicles too, but it doesn't say. <laughs> it doesn't say what movie. But he kicked back and loudly watched TV. Meanwhile, this 11-year-old boy is in his house like, who is that man? Like, decorating my home. Also, like, how many hours was he sitting there wondering this? (laughs) Well, so it turns out his mom was next door at the neighbor's house. So he was, like, home alone. And this guy's just wandering around his house, like, decorating. Oh, God. And so, thank God, he was able to call his mom, who was next door at the neighbor's. And he, like, told her what was going on. So, of course, she calls the police. She rushes over. Apparently, this 44-year-old man ended up being very polite. He hmm. said to the child, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. I'll get my things and go. And he just left the house all decorated and uh, and left. So we've talked a lot about if there were, like, ghosts that had oh, to haunt yeah. us. We would pick, like, obviously, we want that ghost who's, like, cleaning up after us and making our bed yep. and doing our dishes. That's the criminal you want in your home. A hundred percent. For free? You just did all of my Christmas decorating? You also, where did he, 
Hang on, where did he? F- How did he know where to find the Christmas? You know, I was wondering that, and I was wondering if it was like he was in the garage and he like found it and just hung it up, or if he uh, brought it. Like I don't know. I like to think. I feel like realistically, the mo- the most obvious answer is like he had a, a one track mind and he saw the lights and went, "Oh, these need to be hung up," and just kind right, of went right, for right, it. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Um, I like to think he had a whole Santa bag filled with it, but probably I, not. <laughs> I also like to think it was like February and they had just taken everything down. <laughs> yeah, that's even worse. Okay, that's the worst criminal. You just take all the lights down and suddenly they're back up. Yeah, yeah depending. It, that's a criminal where depending on the time of you're, the calendar year, yeah. you either really hate them or really appreciate no, them. No, you're 100% right. It really, yeah. you need the context. Yeah. So a lot of these are just mini stories. So that's one of them. Okay. In 2013, a 44-year-old uh, woman named Helen Williams in Charleston, South Carolina, apparently flew into a rage when her husband came home on Christmas Eve without any beer. <laughs> okay. So she. Okay. So Christine, it lives and <laughs> lives here. Okay. She had sent him out to get beer on Christmas Eve, and he went out and realized all the liquor stores were closed. So mm-hmm. he made the mistake of coming home empty-handed. And she was pissed. And she was like, that is not a good enough excuse. So she picked up a ceramic squirrel and stabbed him in the chest. (laughs) It's not funny. It's not funny. It's so bad. But it's like just so wild. The ceramic squirrel. (laughs) So obviously that's the funny part. That's the hysterical part. And I wonder, like, did you find just one squirrel? Was it a set of nature memorabilia was there a bell snickel why don't they tell me more they don't they don't tell me anymore that's all i, I have. feel like the person who reported on that knew what people were going to ask questions about and yeah. still chose to not give answers still chose to leave us hanging you know what's weird is i actually have two separate ceramic skunks oh and why? i don't know I can't give you an answer. So maybe that's See, why you're the like that couldn't... goddamn journalist all over again. <laughs> One of them was actually, um, it was, oh, it's not, a, it's not a ceramic. It's bronze because Ooh, I, uh, I got it for Allison's birthday. It's a trophy. It's a skunk trophy. And it says you stink. <laughs> Wait, that's actually very cute. <laughs> and then the other one is uh um it's it was a set it was two skunks and amanda from wine and crime has the other one. Oh, oh friendship skunks it was <laughs> they're the little skunkies we got them um the same we got them from the same antique store we got your little bears that's the haunted bears that's the uh, that was the main intention is like i i told amanda because we were about to have a show that night yeah and i was like i want to go get something really fucking freaky and surprise christine <laughs> on stage with it and Little did you know you'd find three. <laughs> and a ceramic skunk. I mean, And a friendship skunk. <laughs> that's a win in my book. Well, be careful because apparently they can be used as weapons. I was going to say, now I'm wondering, did that person's friend have a ceramic squirrel? Like, and now A friendship one. And oh, now it's all by no. itself because one of them is covered in blood. Covered in blood. So I'd that's be, literally... Amanda, if you're listening, I'd be pissed if you were someone Don't with you our friendship skunk. Don't stab anyone with that So skunk. inconvenient for me. So inconvenient. And like such a like a, a stain on your friendship, you know? You know. You know. Um, so yeah, so she stabs her husband with this uh, ceramic squirrel in the chest. And then, of course, like eventually police show up. The guy's alive. He's he's okay. Um, he's very injured, but he he's okay. And when they asked what happened, she claimed he just fell and cut oh. his chest open yeah and also yeah. don't get an x-ray of him because you'll find a squirrel in there <laughs> you'll find a tail the squirrel tail inside <laughs> yeah so then they were like well lady why are you covered in blood and she was like this is someone this is other blood 
This was there before. (laughs) Two different traumas happened at once, but they are not related. There's just a lot of blood happening in this household. So fortunately, she was charged with domestic violence, obviously, and the man survived. And that was, you know, the end of the story. But apparently she said when asked about it, she said, we were just having a bad Christmas, which understatement of the century. I was going to say, she's not wrong. She just wanted a beer, a Heineken, man, you know, could have solved it. Hey, not to be like a total perfect sponsor for Heineken, but like (laughs) Heineken, maybe uh, do a Christmas ad and that husband would have known where to get some beer. He would have, they would have found it somewhere. Fortunately, everywhere else was closed in South Carolina. So Hmm. uh, next up weeks, a few weeks after Christmas uh, in 2015 in Post Falls, Idaho, a man was busted for a DUI after he was observed driving the wrong way on the road. Hmm. The 67-year-old man was a resident of Washington State, legally named Santa Claus. <laughs> no, you're wrong. <laughs> His name so, was Santa Claus. It's technically a Santa crime. So that's thank- true. And I, are you going to tell me at some point if this was by birth or by choice? I don't know. Again, the same reporter must be just really leaving details out because I like to think it's the same reporter at every Santa Claus crime there's ever been. Yeah, he just gets like a he's pager. She's a pager, and like it's like (laughs) oh, there's another one in Idaho. I got to hop on a plane (laughs) again, as John Mulaney would say. Madge, what's the scoop? And it's like (laughs) there's a (laughs) there's another Santa. I can't keep track of them. They're everywhere. (laughs) There's so many Santa crimes. I swear, every different article I read had probably its own list, like completely different ones. It's just bananas. So this guy, he pled guilty. Thank God nobody was hurt because he was driving, I think it was down like a freeway, like the wrong direction. So he really could have caused some more damage. Um, But he was charged with misdemeanor, reckless driving, pled guilty, paid $700, apparently had been like uh, drinking and was totally wasted. So that is, uh, he's not giving his, his name, whether it's by birth or by choice, a very good reputation. Yeah. And also I want to say like, it's too late now, but warning, you know, if you have children with you, um, this might ruin their lives uh, hearing about <laughs> Santa Claus. So I apologize. I should have said what that What a specific trigger warning. <laughs> like, I know. Uh, I don't know if it counts. It's going to be doomsday if they're listening. So. Sorry. I ruined your holidays. As I'm so sorry. Anna would say, you've kind of set off an eternal winter everywhere. You oh, know? my God. I've really just ruined it. I wonder, does this come out before Ooh. or after Christmas? What? Well, this is our Christmas episode, so it's. I think it's the one that comes... Oh, the 26th. I have a fun fact that you probably already know, but I learned it for the first time. Tell me. This weekend, which is actually now like several, several weekends away, oh, far away, um, I took Allison to Solvang for... Oh, I've always wanted to go there. So it, for people who don't know, it's this tiny little like uh, Danish town, and it looks... Village. It looks like a little Danish village. They haven't changed the architecture since like the 60s. And they're, all the immigrants that came over were the ones that built it. So it's exactly based on their culture. And there's all these museums everywhere. All the restaurants are Danish food. And um, they are obsessed in this little town with Hans Christian Andersen. Because <laughs> he was from Denmark. And I guess they he wrote all these children's books, including The Ice Queen, which is what Disney got inspired to do frozen from and did you or do you, do you already know what i'm about to say no okay so apparently their nod to hans christian anderson in it is that they named the characters hans <gasps> christoff anna and sven oh so my put, god so if you put them together it sounds hans christoff anna sven is hans christoff 
Hans Christian Andersen. What? I learned that on a trolley ride. You did? In Solvang. In sure Solvang? Did. Oh, how cool. No, I never would have known that. That's such a fun fact. Thank you. Anyway, j- just to bring some joy to this before you ruin it again with more I like that the crimes. only like <laughs> I like that the only actual name Hans is the only yeah. one that's like actually part of that name. There could have also been like Christian and Anderson, but like whatever. But no. <laughs> they were like, that's too obvious. Too on the nose. And then there's uh, Elsa, the main character. And Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, I had no idea. That's a, that is a very fun fact. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to go to Solvang, but I never actually went. Oh, well, you'll have to send me photos. We can go next time you come here. I would love to. I would love to. Okay, so in 2018, a 31-year-old man in Cleburne, Texas, showed up outside of a church's Breakfast with Santa event and started telling kids that Santa Claus wasn't real. Oh, God, that's just like how this episode seems to be going. <laughs> I know. I'm that, I am that man. I am that large man. But Belsnickel is very real. <laughs> I am Belsnickel. Right, yes. He is Belsnickel showing up to ruin everyone's Christmas. His name's Aaron Urbanski, and he was one of three people protesting this Breakfast with Santa event, presumably because it's not Christian to be celebrating Santa. And so oh, okay. the protesters in very, like... Uh, I don't know, evangelist, whatever style, were like, you shouldn't be celebrating Santa. Jesus is the reason for the season, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the, the other two people with him left the premises when the police told them to, but Aaron Urbanski refused. So he was arrested for criminal trespassing. And the mayor took this opportunity to make a little like statement. And he said, quote, don't mess with Santa. Guess they wanted coal in their stockings to go with a court appearance. Uh, oh. <laughs> Vote mayor 2020. <laughs> okay, will so, do. Okay, may- okay, mayor. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, so this guy was literally arrested for telling children Santa was not real. What Apparently, the, there were multiple of those. I was going to say, what, what's the charge? What's the name of the charge? This one was criminal son? trespassing. Uh, oh. There was another one where a guy apparently slicked his hair into horns with hair gel and screamed at a bunch of children during a Christmas parade that santa wasn't real and he was arrested for uh public disturbance okay so that could, tracks could okay. be that tracks yeah that tracks and i would also, also charge him with that i think yeah. <laughs> yeah i charge him with that from my citizen's arrest standpoint wait a minute um, christine talk about your little hand socks these this little shirt oh, thing okay listen i'm gonna give them a shout out because the company called kindred bravely who i wore exclu- their clothes like exclusively during pregnancy um they reached out to me on via email one day after I had the baby and were like, congratulations, we'd love to send you a few things. And I was like, <gasps> I'm a huge fan of your brand. And so they sent me a bunch of, and look, it has little zippers on my boobs for nursing. Nice. Um, oh, so really it literally fun. is a boob pocket. Yeah, it's like a full boob pocket on both full sides. <laughs> um, but yeah, it has little, little hand socks. I, I love, a, I love a, hand, a hand thong. I love I think a they're hand so thong. Fun. <laughs> I think they're so fun. A thumb thong. Fun. Is that what it's called? TM, TM, TM. Yeah, they they sent me some, like, cute stuff, and I I felt like I never really gave them any sort of shout-out. So, you know, they're they're cool. Thumb thongs all the way. Thumb thongs. (laughs) Um, Okay, so now there's another. So that, most of those stories were from a website. Oh, yeah, law and crime. So this next one is from a website called The Richest, which I guess talks about, like, stories about rich people and 
I don't I don't oh. know. It's a very niche website, I think. Oh, um, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't, don't read that. I don't read Really? That. I'm in it. Just kidding. Ha <laughs> 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 ha. Oh, oh, oh. I loved very it though. Funny. Hey, I liked it. Thank you. Uh so this one I don't know why it's on this website because it's not about a rich person, but um, 49-year-old Elkin Clark was working as a mall Santa in Atlanta in December 2004, selling Hershey's chocolate alongside elderly 74-year-old Christian evangelist Annie Nelson. According to Clark, he became enraged when Nelson stole 29 boxes of Hershey's chocolate from him. <laughs> it's just such an absurd 29 story. boxes? Yeah, while they were there selling it together. Also, you're not going to go for the full 30? Okay. That you didn't even round up, yeah. Although police said no witnesses could support this claim. Clark said of the incident, She was stealing my stuff. I asked her 10 to 15 times not to touch my stuff. <laughs> According to witnesses, he struck Clark struck Nelson over the head with a 2 by 4 <gasps> and then hit her twice more while she was lying unconscious on the floor. Oh, and she died of her injuries six weeks later. Oh, he was convicted of malice murder as well as simple assault, and his conviction was upheld by the Georgia Supreme Court in 2013. So, a mall Santa attacks a woman in the mall while selling chocolate. Um, don't touch my chocolate either, just so we're clear. But also, what was it? A simple assault and yeah, malice murder? Malice murder and simple assault. I was like, I feel mm, like he got mm. charged with two sides of two polar opposite opposites. Things. Like, what's simple about that? I guess a two-by-four is pretty simple. I don't know. But other than that, it doesn't seem pretty simple to me. Yeah. But, yeah, so apparently he said she stole all his chocolate, but nobody could actually confirm that. So um, One time, uh, one of my friends tried to eat some of my waffle at Waffle House, and I stabbed her with a fork. So is that simple assault or, like, some sort of That's almost malice murder? incredibly complex assault. Uh, was that... Deirdre it was self-defense, to be honest. It was self-defense. You're right. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was Deirdre. I don't remember. I feel it like was, I remember this story. It was a home. T- I feel like, uh, to be honest, if we're having honesty out here, I um, have stabbed a few people with forks if they try to eat my food. <laughs> so I can't tell you which time it is I'm specifically referring There's to. There's like a whole anonymous group out there going like, I was also stabbed by M. Schultz. They're like, their little sign is like the, the four little prong marks on their hand from when I once got them. <laughs> uh, they have a little support group. I bet 100%. Okay, so now the next couple are from a website called pedestrian.tv. I I honestly don't know what these websites are. (laughs) But they had fun listicles. So in Chile, a 50-year-old woman named Angelica Navarro Pereira was busted by police after they discovered her Christmas tree was actually a six-foot marijuana plant surrounded by presents. (laughs) Christmas time is here! Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was like... Wow, wow, she's having a good time. So she got arrested for that. Now this one's pretty wild. The owner of a pet store called Delta Pets in Slidell, Louisiana, arrived at his shop in December of 2011 to find the back door had been pried open. Hmm. He realized the cash register was missing along with a $600 ball python and two boa snakes. So three snakes had been stolen out of his pet store. 31-year-old Donald Legast was later arrested and charged with the burglary, and when asked why he stole these snakes, he told cops they were a Christmas present for his son. 
Oh my god! Can you imagine being a, a kid and opening no. up four individual boxes and they each have different massive killer snakes <laughs> in them? Snakes, and your dad is like, "That one's worth six hundred dollars." Can you imagine if on the third box you're like, "Please God, don't be a snake!" Like, no, just, please. I already don't want Xbox. the other two. Maybe the well, snakes were tied up as the bows on the boxes for oh, that's other snakes. Fun. I don't know. I, and the uh, the thing too is like. I would be like, Dad, you were in a pet store. Grab me a gerbil. Like, why are you grabbing me a fucking snake? Like, there are other pets in there that I could probably deal with, like a gerbil, not a fucking boa constrictor. Yeah, where are the bunny rabbits? Where are the right. little, Where's the cat? Like, I why on earth? I mean, like, we're probably <laughs> we're probably offending the snake community out there, but I can openly say I just don't like snakes and i'm so sorry i'm sure they're <laughs> lovely i'm sure yours in particular is just the best one there has ever been i don't like snakes i don't like that they don't blink i don't like that they don't have <laughs> legs and therefore i don't know which direction they're moving i don't like that they have that little tongue that goes you know that sound <laughs> i don't like it i don't like any of them i don't like the feeling of if they feel like a like a rubber tube became alive all of a sudden like it, a like a hose yeah it feels I like feel you. snakes feel like ch- children drew them and they came to life and i they <laughs> freak me out same with i i just i can't i can't take it and so the idea of opening a box and seeing one and then doing that three more times or however many more times i just can't tolerate it's like it. a circle of hell like you just keep opening presents and they're all fucking snakes <laughs> Um, and okay, you know what? Like, I understand. I don't have, I don't have any sort of, I don't have a negative opinion about snakes, but I feel like if, if your dad, who is not a person, like, I feel like if snakes are not part of your world and then all of a sudden you're opening all these boxes filled with snakes. And like, they're I now like part of your universe. Now they <laughs> are your universe, universe all of a sudden. It's sort of like, dad, what the fuck are you doing? And also like, you probably don't know how to take care of them and your, your dad, dad would be like, doesn't. I got it on a sale. Like, yeah, it was on sale at Maisie's. Like, okay, dad, $600 ball python. I'm sure nobody knows how to take care of it. Yeah. So I agree with you. Bad gift idea. If anyone's wondering. Bad gift promote. idea. I also, I once apparently had a snake as a kid. Really? So like, yeah. Well, my dad had a boa constrictor and I guess one day I was holding it and I went up to my mom and I went, he's hugging me. And <laughs> <laughs> stop it no. also let's not forget the new orleans experience of trying to hold a baby alligator and it slithered through okay, my fingers nobody made you do that you went on your own volition onto that damn boat um i was sleeping okay, i went on that boat being very misled and that there would be <laughs> They didn't tell me until once we had been on the boat for an hour and then they pull out a little cooler and I was like, oh, thank God they have water bottles. No, they had a little baby <laughs> oh alligator in there this whole Wait, time. And they were why like, why do they keep it in a cooler? That's not very nice. Why aren't they keeping me in a cooler? It was 120 <laughs> fucking degrees. And then they were like, okay, now we're going to pass it around and everyone can hold it. And I was like, even if I don't hold it, it's going to be passed across Jesus. me to the other person. I didn't enjoy it. The alligator didn't enjoy it. No one had fun. I just don't like things that don't have fur, if I'm being completely honest. I just don't understand. If it's not, if it's an animal that doesn't have fur, I just really am not interested. What about rats? No, because it has to be 100% fur. And have you seen oh. their tails? I love uh, rats as pets. They're such smart animals. No, that's, okay. Em's not having it. Love that for you. Not my journey. <laughs> not my journey. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh boy. Okay. Well, anyway, snakes just don't just leave them where they are. Leave them alone. Leave them don't alone. try to give them to children. So, next up, we have Christmas 2010 in Seattle. A 23-year-old man uh, named Sean Chanel attempted to break into a house via the chimney. So, this is a full-on mm. Santa crime. He tried to climb down the chimney to break into this house. Unfortunately for him, he got stuck in the chimney. And oh. local firefighters spent 45 minutes chipping away at the brick to pull him out. So they had to like full on like hammer. The like brick. they had to use like a like a like a stone masonry group, and they had to break apart, like dismantle whole... the chimney. Yeah. Uh. So they finally got him out, and they were like, "What the hell were you doing?" And he said, "Oh, oops, I dropped my backpack in there." So I climbed in to get my backpack, and they were like, "Mm-hmm." <laughs> I'm so sure. If only. You couldn't just walk into the house and grab it from the chimney. And also, like, there. where's your backpack? Uh, yeah, it didn't make any right. fucking sense. So okay. they, he tried to say he dropped his back, which, like, you were on their roof. Okay, whatever. So he says he dropped his backpack down the chimney. And uh, he tried to get it. And they pulled him out, and he was naked. So oh. nobody knows why, but he was also naked. Because he was the original Santa Claus. He was the horny little He was the frisky elf. one. <laughs> Well, poor guy was sentenced to 17 months in prison, so it didn't work out well for him. Um, and then here we have in South Carolina in 2006, a woman called the cops when she learned her 12-year-old son had unwrapped a Nintendo Game Boy Advance a few weeks early, even though he wasn't allowed to open his presents yet. And mm. she had him arrested for petty larceny. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> That's some shit my dad would have done. Yeah, he, right. Like, it's like you're it's, literally gonna go to jail if learn because, a hard lesson. <laughs> because if you don't learn now, you'll have to find out a much harder way later. <laughs> yeah, and you're gonna go to real jail now. This is your easy lesson. <laughs> this is yeah. why this is why people should have kept Belsnickel in in the mm-hmm. zeitgeist. Like if 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 that kid thought Belsnickel might show up for Fair stealing, point. you wouldn't have to go to jail. You know. Fair point. You would never open that Game Boy early. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is the last one before, like, my main story, because I have, like, an actual Santa Claus crime to cover, too. But this is from a website called Only in Your State, uh, which is... Oh, I love Only in Your State. Me, too. And wasn't it really helpful? I don't know about you, but for me, at least, it was very helpful when we were writing the book. It sure was. It's so expansive. Like, they they just do a really good job. So, shout out to OnlyInYourState.com. Yeah, a lot of my sources were that website. Yep. So in Florida in 2007, an 18-year-old girl stole a ceramic baby Jesus from a nativity scene. And this is a Florida story, so you know it's going to be good. God. So she stole a baby Jesus, and this is like a classic prank or whatever during Christmas time. Unfortunately for her, uh, she didn't realize the baby Jesus had a GPS tracker in it. I was literally going to say, did baby Jesus have like a camera because Jesus is always watching? Yes. Oh, I don't know if he's always, I don't know if it's because of that, but that's a good call <laughs> because apparently they put a tracker in it because they knew someone was going to steal it. Um, so they outfitted this porcelain Jesus or the ceramic Jesus. With I like how a, it's happened so many times they had to literally put a tracker right? in the baby Jesus. And do you think that, I think that whoever set it up was waiting for somebody to steal it. Like I want oh, yeah. to Well, because tracker. someone else was like, that's unnecessary. And they yeah. were like, you fucking wait. A hundred percent. They were like, that's too far. Also the most stolen book in the world is the Bible. That, what a beautiful irony that is. <laughs> I know. That's why I remembered it. I was like, that's silly. That is a silly fun fact. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I bet I bet you the most stolen ceramic figure 
is either a skunk, a squirrel, or a baby <laughs> Jesus. It's got to be one of the three. It's certainly one of the three. <laughs> but so they tracked it, and they tracked her down and arrested her, and she had to give her baby Jesus back. So that guy was vindicated, whoever put the tracker in there. And she had to repent, I'm sure. She had, because Jesus is always watching, mm-hmm. as M knows. I know it. Do you? You know it. I do now. Okay. Good. little afraid. Just... <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Okay. So now I have a final story that's like an actual true crime story. And it is pretty bananas. So this was uh, a story that I originally saw on onlyinyourstate.com. Then I went into like kind of more of a deep dive and found more info on Wikipedia, the Texas State Historical Association, uh, etc. And it took place in 1927, the day before Christmas Eve, December 23rd. Santa Claus and three armed men robbed the first national bank in Cisco, Texas. I like to think he, sorry, immediately jumping in here. I like no, to no, think it's that, it. that one kid, aka me in high school, where like <laughs> people were just like gonna go to the movies, but like they had to like have the spotlight and like unnecessarily dress in a weird way for no just reason be like the one yeah like we're <laughs> gonna one. we're gonna rob a bank okay i call santa and i like, want to be Whoa. santa and they're, they're like, like it's oh. not a costume thing <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's not like santa wasn't even on the roster and he's like no yeah. <laughs> i'm only either i'm santa or i'm not doing this yeah and it's really weird because it doesn't really i don't really get why like uh, i don't know i guess it sort of comes into play but not really um you'd think it would just draw more attention to you whatever so he and his three armed guys rob a bank in Cisco, Texas, and this robbery would become one of Texas's most infamous crimes and actually invoke the largest manhunt ever seen in the state of Texas. Mm. So this is like a huge fucking deal. Wow. And it's like the stuff of legend there now. So to pull off the heist, the crew let the main guy, his name was Ratliff, they let him out several blocks from the bank dressed as Santa. And I guess he got the Santa outfit from the woman who ran the group home where he lived. So he took the Santa outfit, put it on. They dropped him off a few blocks away. And he started strolling down the main street in Cisco, Texas, which is called Avenue D. And he played along with his Santa part. There were children like running up to him to be like, Santa, Santa. And he played along. He answered their questions. He was like patting them on the head. Like he played this creepy part of like the local Santa Claus. And um, everyone was in this Christmas spirit. Nobody thought it was odd that like down Main Street, the Santa Claus was walking down the street one day before Christmas Eve. And... Like, disturbingly, he's walking toward the bank, and all these children are, like, following him and are like, oh, we want to talk to Santa. We want to, I don't know, hang out with Santa. So they fucking follow him into this bank that he's about to rob. See, I was going to say, like, it it feels extra stupid to dress up like Santa at a time where you absolutely need to come off as inconspicuous as possible. Yeah. Like, you're just a a glaring neon flare at this point. And everybody is, like... Especially in 1927, it's not like everybody and their mother can go to Michael's and get, like, a Santa hat. Like, he's (laughs) running around with these children following him. He doesn't seem to care. He's playing along. Uh, He walks down the street. He meets his three accomplices in an alley next to the bank. And they walk into the bank. And a bunch of children follow him in. So they're literally armed, walking to this bank to rob it. And a bunch of children follow him inside. Uh, he shows up, he walks up to the teller, and of course, they don't know that this is a robbery, so they say, hello, Santa! (laughs) 
How stupid do you think they felt afterward? <laughs> suddenly are you looking to are... deposit some Kris Kringle cash today? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's like Cole's cash, but just so much sadder. It's Kringle cash. It makes, it's, it makes you feel jolly despite being robbed. How sad. How nice for you. At least there's a redeeming quality, I guess. Yeah. So they're like, hello, Santa. And he did not respond. So just then, Ratliff's accomplice, Robert Hill, enters the bank with a pistol and yells, hands up. Then the second accomplice, Henry Helms, also enters, brandishing a gun. And then the third man, Davis, enters with a gun. And Ratliff goes to the behind the cashier's drawer, opens it, pulls out a pistol. And now he is also, and he sticks it in a Santa suit. And now he's also armed. So all four of them are now armed. And he orders the assistant cashier to open the safe, and he begins stuffing money and bonds into a sack that he had, sort of like a Santa sack, like uh-huh. hidden beneath his costume. Now the costume makes a little it's sense. It's a little, right. It's a little sensible now, I guess. Uh-huh. And so the others are kind of covering the customers and like keeping everybody in place. And he's grabbing money from the tellers. He forces one to open the vault, and they empty the vault. And meanwhile, unseen by the four robbers, a bank patron. Uh, and her six-year-old daughter had entered the bank because they had seen Santa go in. And they said, oh, Santa's in there. Let's go see him. Oh, It's just terrible. What so is she, she, it's just luring oh. in all of these hostages. Seriously. And by oh. the way, they take hostages. So spoiler alert. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. And so he, so this woman walks in with her six-year-old daughter. And she's like, let's go see Santa. Well, she didn't know, obviously, there was a robbery in progress, so she immediately realized the danger, and she charged through the bookkeeping office with her daughter. Like, she walked in, saw what was happening, and just fucking booked it. Good. And, like, ran. And she reached for the door to the alley, threw her daughter out, and screamed, run. And the robbers... I know. It's, like, (laughs) really freaky. And the robbers kept saying they were going to shoot, but she didn't care. She just, like, kept going. Sure. So she threw her daughter out, screamed, run. And then as they were screaming, we're going to shoot you, she also booked it out. She made it out the door and escaped herself. And she was the one who was able to run down the street to the police and say someone is robbing the bank. Wow. Because um, they obviously didn't have, like, the emergency panic buttons back then. Sure. Wow. Like, thank God for her flight Ooh. or fight. Because, or fight Seriously. Seriously. Couldn't be me, but I'm so no, glad no. some so glad someone else out there had the ability to do that. I would have walked in and been like, "Okay, we're in a robbery now. This yeah. is my life." <laughs> I would have, and now I'm shutting down. Now okay. I sit here and wait for my. And pain. now I get robbed. Yeah, <laughs> I would yeah. literally be like, "Can I just throw my wallet at you and just like, bu- like just get out of here?" Because I'm I... a hostage. It's fine. I've been waiting <laughs> yeah. for this moment. Yeah. Yeah. So she runs to the police. She tells basically the whole town that they're being robbed and the chief of police. So they're able to come respond to the incident. Um, so the chief of police and the pol- the rest of the force show up and nobody knows who shot the first bullet. But all we know is that a shootout ensued and more than 100 shots were fired at the time. Whoa. And then Yeah. And later they said uh, more than 200 bullet holes were found in the bank itself. <gasps> so like really fucking wild even for texas <laughs> is yeah right extreme is, shootout is that bank still standing so the bank has been re uh it's like restored moved to a different building but they oh. still have like a memorial to it up and they still like it's, gotcha. i hate to say celebrate it but they still like it's part of their local 
legend and lore. Sure. Um, but I don't know if the original building is, I don't know if the original I just know still a up. lot of big shootouts like that, they love keeping a piece of the wall with the bullet holes You can in see it. the wall. Yeah, see the bullet. Yeah. Yeah. Which, with 200 of them, you'd think one, probably One can something. stay. Yeah. One can stay. Yeah. So I'm not sure, but I do know the bank's in a different building now, but they still definitely use it as part of their, like, local history. So there's like this massive shootout with hundreds of shots fired. Ratliff, the guy dressed as Santa, killed two men, including one police officer as well as the chief of police himself. Mm. And that guy died on Christmas Day. So two days later. So it was like, he's in trouble now. Yeah. Especially now. Right. Yeah. He and his three accomplices then escape with two little girls as hostages. (gasps) Wow. Okay. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. So I really that, thought like no one was going to get hurt and no, nothing bad was like, they'd take hostages, but no one was getting hurt. Yeah. Oh. It seems like it would go that way, but it just gets darker than you expect. Yeah. Mm. So they take two girls, which that also proves that that woman knew the, what the fuck she was doing being like, yeah. I would rather throw you out a window into the alley than truly like, like get keep the us fuck in out. this building. So they take two girls as hostages and they literally use them as shields to get to their getaway car and like hold them up and thank god nobody like they weren't hurt in that scenario but so they take the girls into the car and they drive away in their blue sedan their getaway car but they realize really quickly they forgot to fill up on gas (laughs) before the robbery oh my god i mean (laughs) stupid they don't they sound like dummies by starting this by being dressed like santa so i'm like right that's very lucky for the kids. Holy shit. Yeah. So they start to run out of gas and they are at the edge of town and they're getting chased by police and one of their tires is shot out by a shot from police and mm. they're forced to pull over and they, because there's this like standoff happening, there's another car, just some innocent dude driving by and they stop him with guns and force him to get out of the car and they take the hostages, they take the loot, and they climb into this Oldsmobile that they just stopped on the side of the road. But they don't realize when they get in, speaking of dumb criminals, that the guy that they forced out of the car had taken the keys with him. So they get in this car, and then oh they're like, God. wait, we don't know how to start it. So <laughs> somehow they manage to get back into their blue sedan with the girls. And uh-huh. the, this, they take the girls back to their car that's almost out of gas. And leave the Oldsmobile behind, and they leave one of their guys in there because he had passed out and he was unconscious because he had gotten injured during the shootout. Okay. So they just, like, leave him behind in this Oldsmobile. But they didn't realize they left all their loot there, too. So they left all the money they stole in the car with Davis, the guy who got hurt. So Got it. It's already a big flop. Like, their stupid robbery didn't work. They have two little girls and no money. Stupid. So they take the girls, they get in their old car, and then they start driving again. Somehow they're still able to get away. Um, And as they are driving, they eventually decide it's not worth keeping the hostages. So these two little girls, they just, like, throw out the car and leave them behind. Honestly, thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Best possible scenario. Yeah. I mean, terrifying and terrible, but best possible scenario. Yeah. Just leave them behind, and they abandon their car as well because it's out of gas. And they just, like, peace Jeez. out. They're just not good at this. Do they just go, like, see ya, and just, like, start kind of, like, jogging next yeah, to each other down the they road? just, like, get out of the car and go by foot. Yeah. You would think if you're going to do something as crazy as rob a bank, you need a getaway plan. You need a yeah. getaway plan. 
with and a gas like, with a full follow gas tank. through a follow through on the plan because i feel like they thought like oh we'll drive away and then didn't think like what you got to do to drive away <laughs> you know yeah and like we should keep the money too on right. us <laughs> not like leave it in the trunk of an oldsmobile oh, stupid God. so they abandon the the car they abandon the hostages thank god and uh they take off by foot so this the money is immediately returned back to the bank so they're plan failed uh, already but the trio had fled so a manhunt ensued and it ended up being the largest manhunt in texas history um and now i have a picture that i'm going to text you this is the picture that uh, authorities released to the public uh, <laughs> <laughs> Christine, it's like when i was covering the hersey shifter and i was like here here are it's 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 tracks it's track prints and it was a rothy's shoe a pair of rothy's <laughs> they literally and this is not like a, a joke like they actually released this in all seriousness to the public it's a an illustration of a jolly santa claus literally like not even an attempt at a sketch of someone dressed of as a real person it is literally Chris Kringle, old Saint Nick, <laughs> fresh out of the North Pole. Chris Kringle. Like they took them, they took it off of like a cookie package or something. Yeah, it like, looks like it's off a market. Like speaking of Macy's, like it looks like it's off a marketing <laughs> pamphlet. And it they literally- released this and said, "We're looking for this man." And it's like that's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. If you were, I know, I know, Zandy has a newspaper's account. If he could ever get a oh, copy of that real article. Idea. That's like the only piece of true newspaper I would have printed Wait, and framed. Genius. Like, Wait, that's are, genius. I'm that's gonna ask Christ- him. That's a Christmas decoration right there. Because then people will be like, "Who is this man? Like, what do you need that for?" And you'd be like, "It's literally he's a, a criminal. A, it's literally a mugshot. <laughs> he has hostages. <laughs> yeah, it's a mugshot. <laughs> yeah. So that's the act. I think the literal that's the funniest. Picture. I think that's the funniest picture you've ever sent me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so absurd it's so absurd i um who I, it's just keep going i can't take it it's so funny <laughs> so, they were, and it's also like old timey like it's clearly like from the 1920s like just an old chris kringle photo illustration so it's like they, the exact picture <laughs> of santa that would be on a like a stationary from your grandma yes That's- or like a cookie tin from yeah. 1925 <laughs> yeah so they released that and they were like we are looking for this man and so the like largest manhunt in texas history ensued looking for this chris kringle character. looking for literally santa claus for literal bad santa like pre which is pre- so wild because like clearly once there's a manhunt and they're looking for this guy now again, the the costume is making more sense because once you take it off, like no one knows who you look Fair. like. Fair, because now you are just the generic Kris Kringle, bad Santa. Yeah. Now yeah. they're just looking for literal Santa Claus because there's no defining. And like obviously, is... you don't still look like that. People yeah. who aren't who still don't know where it's literally a picture of like of a real Santa. Like they, it's someone <laughs> at the time had Google image like, like Santa Claus <laughs> yeah. and used that as their so like. There was no, like, like looking at this picture isn't going to help you figure out what at least, like, well, the face and, like, of the person looked like. Clearly, this picture of Santa Claus is, like, an old man. And the guy who robbed the bank was 30 years old. So, like, it's not even the same And he age probably group. didn't have white eyebrows or rosacea. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Rosacea, yeah. But they kept it in. It's they very, thought it would work. <laughs> so weird. It's so weird. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
So this giant manhunt ensues. Um, largest manhunt in Texas history. They're seeking, they're asking the public to help identify the criminal who is Chris Kringle. And meanwhile, the local children in town are like fully traumatized for obvious reasons. Um, apparently on Christmas Eve, a man dressed as Santa entered a local church as like part of like a Christmas thing. And a little boy burst into tears and yelled, <gasps> Santa Claus, why did you rob that bank? <laughs> okay. I thought it was about to get much darker where that kid was actually one of the hostages. That would have been... Okay, it actually turned out to be such a, a, a funny or cuter version of how that could have gone, where I thought, like, all of a sudden that kid had PTSD from seeing oh, a Santa Claus. Oh, no. But yeah, can you imagine, like, just dressing up now as a Santa Claus, and you look exactly like that mugshot or that that wanted sign, you know? I feel like that was a bad move on their part to, like, have a Santa Claus come in a day later, like, the next day. Yeah. Like, they probably should have... I don't know, rescheduled. Yeah, read the room. Read, read, the, the, read the church. It's read the not... wanted sign, okay? He, <laughs> he can't be here. The very obvious wanted sign. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so after a long manhunt, they eventually did catch Santa, and he had six gunshot wounds and was carrying six pistols. Mm. Uh, so despite the wounds and the fact that the men had not eaten in days, apparently they only had oranges, and that's basically all they had for three days. They all survived to face trial. Wait, all they ate were oranges? Yeah. Why? That's all they could, like, they were, like, hiding out, and that's all they managed to get their hands on. Did they literally put them in their dad's boots? (laughs) Oh, wait, you're right. That's so spot on. (laughs) They didn't even have walnuts for protein. They just had oranges. At least they weren't having scurvy, you know? That's fair. Yeah, they, they saved themselves that medical ailment. So one of the guys, Helms, who was the one who actually had shot the two police officers, was given the death penalty. He was executed by electric chair on September 6th, 1929 in Huntsville, Texas. And his I have his uh, his last meal for you here. <gasps> Oranges and walnuts from his dad's shit. I already know it. <laughs> no, but that's such a good guess. Nope. He is said to have had cabbage, also pretty German and lame uh he said to have had cabbage sausage tomatoes coffee and pie what a gross last meal <laughs> i'm like that actually sounds pretty good uh no. that's his last meal so that's pretty depressing and ratliff the main guy dressed as santa was convicted of armed robbery and was also sentenced to 99 years in prison and during the trial 10-year-old Emma Mae Robinson, one of the hostages, uh, <gasps> testified, and she identified him as the man who had robbed the bank and kidnapped her, and that helped solidify his fate. So on the way to his cell, I kept this in, it's just weird, on the way to his cell, apparently he muttered, that's no hill for a high stepper like me. I don't know what that means, but... Okay. I kept it because I thought it sounded old timey. It sounds like something Santa Claus would say, like to himself, to (laughs) a high stepper like me. Like an affirmation or something. Yes, an affirmation. Exactly. So months later, on March 30th, Ratliff was sentenced to execution for his role in the murders. Um, Although nobody Mm. could testify that they saw him fire a gun at the bank Mm. so he appealed his case and when that failed he started behaving oddly in the hopes of an insanity plea and he uh his mother filed for a lunacy hearing because they tried to play the like insanity plea card sure and at this point locals were pissed because 
A, he was not being executed. He was only convicted or he was only sentenced to 99 years in prison. And now they're hearing this insanity plea situation and they're just like, he's not getting the justice he deserves. So while awaiting execution, uh, Ratliff, he knows he's in trouble. So he feigns paralysis. Mm. And he somehow convinces his two jailers that he's fully paralyzed. And they start feeding and bathing him and have to take him to the toilet. And so he has tricked them into thinking he's paralyzed. And while they're, like, escorting him somewhere, he, like, runs, grabs a gun from uh, one of the office desks. He shoots one of the jailers and kills him and begins (gasps) violently brawling with the other jailer. Whoa. And probably the most disturbing part is that everybody around could see in. Like, there there was a window where the jailer that he was fighting with, his daughter was outside this window <gasps> and could literally watch this happening. But, like, it's a, it's a yeah. steel grate, so they couldn't do anything except, like, shout oh and watch it happen. So they're oh having this, gosh. like, hand-to-hand combat. And one of the jailers has already been killed. And so they start brawling, and he shot a few rounds but fortunately missed the jailer guy and the whole town now is like helplessly watching through the bars of the jail and uh eventually the jailer is able to pin ratliff down and beat him into unconsciousness and then drag him back to his jail cell wow so that could have been such a worse story yeah especially if he had gotten out with the gun yeah it could have been really bad so a crowd of nearly two thousand. now they're like ultra ultra pissed uh 2000 angry townsfolk like i'm picturing full-on pitchfork situation gather outside the jail clamoring for ratliff and the jailer is refusing their demands saying like i'm not going to drag this guy out to the public but he the jailer is overpowered by 15 to 20 men who rush into the jail drag ratliff out tie his hands and feet and carry him to a vacant lot behind the local majestic theater on mulberry street Whoa. And weirdly, the theater is currently, at the time, was putting on a play called The Noose. Oh. So they drag him behind this theater that's playing The Noose, and they take a rope. (gasps) Yeah, yeah. And they throw it over uh, the wire between two telephone poles to basically hang him. To recreate the movie playing in the theater. The play, exactly. Like, the literal theater play. Wow. So their first attempt failed. The knot came loose. He fell to the ground. So they went and got a stronger rope. This guy literally is like a cockroach. Like he yeah, just yeah. he I know a thing or two about cockroaches, folks. You do. You're an expert. Literally, like every time you're so close just being done with it. He's like he just keeps getting up. He's like, nah, nice try, yeah. but I'm I'm Chris Kringle, so you can't do anything to me. <laughs> I have the Christmas magic within. <laughs> oh, do you? No. The so the holiday spirit. No wonder this whole town is probably traumatized. These children, it's terrible. I, by the way, like I wish people knew what my desktop looked like because all I have on my desktop right now is us <laughs> in this Zoom meeting and that fucking picture of the wanted Chris Kringle. <laughs> the wanted Chris. <laughs> And so every time you talk about something happening, I'm just like, this little guy? 
That's it's literally he's... Santa's mugshot. Like, it's just, there's nothing more to it. That's all that it is. I can't wait to post it on Instagram just so people know how stupid this picture is. <laughs> how, like, worthless it was, Santa's mugshot, to finding criminals. Like, let's put it this way. If I were a criminal and someone wanted to draw a mugshot as accurate as this, <laughs> they could have just done a fucking smiley face on a stick body <laughs> and called yeah. it a day. Uh, we're looking for this man. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> okay, anyway, he's so they're still trying to hang a noose. Oh, yes. Yikes. So they're at the noose playing at the theater and they throw a stronger rope um to hang him and this time they were successful. His last words were forgive me boys before he was hoisted 15 feet in the air and 20 minutes later he was pronounced dead. Wow. So yikes, big yikes. The first national bank uh still stands in Cisco, although it's in a new building. So the bank itself features a painting of the robbery, which I find very Whoa. interesting. I feel like, okay, I guess celebrate it yeah, inside or the bank. maybe commemorate it. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird. Like you go to like take money out of the ATM and you look up and there's like a Santa with a gun on the wall. Like well, it just also, seems like an odd painting. And also this was, I'm sure this was before today's world but i have insane crowd anxiety specifically because i'm always worried that i'm gonna unfortunately be one of the people in an active be in one of those scenarios yeah yeah and banks historically are you're more likely to see a shooting there than other places yeah uh although i'm sure there's not any changes these days (laughs) but throughout time people have like oh yeah there's a shooting at the bank and so the last thing i want to do as someone with crowd anxiety I don't want to look at a mural of an exact thing I'm afraid of that's already happening. Exactly. You're like pulling out money at the whatever, minding your own business, and there's like four people with guns on the wall. Like it just seems like not the thing you want to see. I don't know what the painting looks like. Maybe it's much more delicate. Maybe it's just Santa and a stick figure holding hands. Maybe it's because maybe it's a fucking (laughs) mugshot. It could very well just be stick figures. I think that might be... Whoever drew that mugshot might have drawn the mural on the wall. I uh, didn't get the ma- didn't get the assignment. Like, was like, oh, okay, I'll draw it. And they're like, that's not what happened. Is <laughs> that what we asked for? I need you to get together, Christine. Because... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, I can't. It's too late. Oh. So... They apparently still have a big painting of it on the wall, and they also have a collection of newspaper clippings, which now I would like to find on the newspapers.com account, like you suggested, and pictures of the people involved. And then I think I, I also think it's probably because the two girls, the hostages, were not harmed, that maybe it was less of just a traumatic thing. Like, yeah, it, you know, it's I still mean, terrible, obviously, but people, people were, people were still murdered yeah but yes thank god two of the victims were not little children yes yes 100%. i don't know how to make that sound better than what i said but no no but know. it's true like i mean it obviously would have been way worse if two children were killed as part of it and thankfully they were you know obviously probably went through a lifetime of dealing with the aftermath of that but at least survived it we're not killed so, you know, for what it's worth. But, yeah, so they have pictures of everyone involved at the bank. And then in 1967, the state, uh, the Texas State Historical Survey Committee uh, placed a medallion on the bank commemorating the robbery. And that is the story of the Santa Claus burglary. Wow. Or That's... bank robbery or whatever you want to call it. I mean, 
a mess is what I a, call it. A big fucking mess. Wow. Oh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Christine. I feel Merry Christine. Miss. I used to always write when we would like make uh, Christmas cards. For, I probably talked about this before. We'd make Christmas cards for like the nursing home and art class and elementary school or whatever, or like the hospital. And I would be like writing in block letters or like in cursive. And I would always accidentally write my own name. And so <laughs> I would have a whole stack of cards. I would say Mary Christine. And like, it took me forever to be like, oh my God, I'm just writing my name because the first five letters are the same. Well, also in general, happy holidays. I happy am, holidays, precisely. I am reminded because I'm literally sitting next to my mensch on a bench. Love it. Um, and... I also am literally a Jew, so I should probably stop saying Merry <laughs> Remember Christmas. Remember last year so when I was like, oh, happy Hanukkah, and you were like, it's Hanukkah? And I was like... <laughs> to this day, I it's every... Like clockwork, my mom and I are like, when did Hanukkah happen? Like, it's Well, apparently it's already happening as we record this, I'm pretty sure. Shut up. I See, don't know. I could be wrong, but that's what we're, I thought. We're not very good at, 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 our, at our own culture, our own family. It's okay. So, the The... the Christian person will remind you. I'll give you. <laughs> Just like how the German was teaching me about the pickle, please also teach me about <laughs> Judaism. Anyway, me and my mensch on the bench and all the others that are in my closet because so many of you have lovingly given me menches on benches in the last year. Um, we all Precious. wish you happy holidays in general. So many menches on benches. So many. At this point, I'm going to have a whole temple of them. It's going to be crazy. Um, but... Thank you, Christine, for coming back for the Christmas episode. And we're going to, we will see you in another few weeks after we're, Ugh, after you're back you from your maternity. Holding down the fort. I know it's already like getting great reception. It was only Eva's episode out now, but I know that got great reception. I'm sure everybody else will just love everything that's coming. Thank you for letting me crash the party. I'm it's your, it's literally your show, by the way. No, so, like, but I feel like you had a whole system and I was like, I want to show up for a I did I did try to be like I I went into it with a mindset of like Christine's going to be gone and I'm going to be in charge so let me let me make moves and then I made the moves and then Christine was like oh can I come back for the Christmas episode and I, went, <laughs> I had no idea there were I was moves like, being made. I was like let me make different moves <laughs> well I assumed like I was supposed to be making the moves because I was the one leaving. So I was like, fuck, I haven't done anything. So I'll try it, and like schedule it. And then Em was like, I got it, homie. And I was like, oh, shit. This actually, I think, is the... Also, thank you for saying it exactly like how I would, too. With you the did. Homie. Yeah, full on. I only say that when I'm quoting you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I think this is actually exactly a halfway point or somewhere around there. I think there. you're so, right. So this is kind of a perfect intermission. I'm sure people were missing your voice, so... They get, they're getting <laughs> a little it. they're getting a little taste of you and, and actually you know what i think it's much closer to the end because all that's left is january at this point because it's mm -hmm. the end of december so it's just one oh, month, yeah a few weeks after this yeah just a few weeks and then when you come back when people hear your voice again on the podcast we will be in the thick of touring again <gasps> We'll have a book coming out and we'll Wait, we are, we're very bad. We still are predicting things that have yet to actually Oh, be shit. Good. Yeah. No, you know, okay, you're right. So no, you're completely right. Knock not a single wood, tour. Nothing no. at all. We don't know what's going to come. We don't, we have, a, we have no you idea. You should have seen poor Allison because she did the last listeners episode of the year. <sighs> and so I was about to predict the upcoming year and she was like, no, no, this just 
This will be a year <laughs> that will exist, and that's it. Focus on the now. Oh, yeah, we've learned our. We haven't learned our lesson. We but haven't. We, we literally were just lesson. about to say how much fun we're gonna have in February, and February Correct. could be like another whole plague. So another apocalypse. Yeah, we should really learn our lesson. Anyway, until then, Christine, uh, we all love you and happy holidays. And oh, I love you too. I miss you. I can't wait to see you really soon. And that's why we drink. <laughs>